Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh. You got coronavirus. rights protects Americans' right enshrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights? That's above my pay grade, Tucker, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. Hey, all you un-American bastards! If you don't like America, then you can get it. Every pond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching. How do you have the authority to order something that so clearly contravenes the Bill of Rights of the United States? People have to stay away from each other. That's not d denying someone their right to worship in, in any way that we have to find a different way to worship. I think that's the point. Government's uh, not allowed to tell way. people how to worship. You are fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Very fake news. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag free wherever he is. Get your clothes back, your back out of here! You are a terrific team on all counts. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. All right, go, go! Five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it! Do it live! I, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. I'm starting to see some light at the end of the Corona Tunnel. It was a weird week, as we've been talking about. Uh... Some events had me near blackpilled, as close as I've ever been, and then some events are very encouraging. Like this thing with the dumping the sand in the skate parks is one of the most embarrassing episodes of America I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, is it possible that a woman in government is behind it? I did the research, and in at least one of the cases, that is the case. I have to acknowledge your points. Uh, but then, of course, the protests that happened in North Carolina and Michigan earlier in the week and have now they're now spreading across the country. Uh, that is encouraging to me. We'll go through all of it, as always, uh, the state of the virus, the state of the economy, the state of uh, these protests to restore freedom and the media reaction to them. A doozy of a reaction on MSNBC AM Joy this morning. It's nothing but Confederates and Nazis out there, uh, not just, you know, ordinary Americans who want to get back to earning their livelihoods. Uh, and plus the, the, the beginnings of, of reopening uh, are starting and that's good to see too. We've got some things that are, are phasing back this week. We'll go through all that. And then finally, after Joe Biden is the only guy running for the democratic nomination, Did we have to watch this gaffe this week. This was the worst oh, which, one. The one where he just babbles on CNN. Is that, Yeah. I do have that. Yeah. Ugh. 
It's, it's odd how enthusiastic all the big players are from the former president, Barack Obama, to Bernie Sanders, to Elizabeth Warren. They're all suddenly very enthusiastic for Joe when the enthusiasm no longer matters. You decide for yourself if you believe that enthusiasm. And um, and Chris Cuomo has been thinking during his Corona time, he says he doesn't like what he does professionally or that jackass loser biker who confronted him on his bike ride. I'm mostly interested in the jackass loser bike guy. Who's also a douchebag, unpopular opinion, but that guy's okay. too. I, I haven't followed that really closely, so I'm interested to learn. And then before we get out of here, uh, sort of hate crime of the week. It's not even a hate crime. It's just hate incident of the week. Uh, the story of a NASCAR driver who has lost it all, at least for the time being, for saying the N-word in an online video game. Did you watch the clip yet? Yeah, I feel bad for the dude. His we are apology gonna... was... Really bad, too. We're going to play it hard R and everything, so be prepared before we get out of here. If Susan allows it, if it pleases Susan. Uh, and, of course, we'll take Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, or DLive in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. I was worried you were going into labor right there. I'm worried about that. We should start <laughs> preparing the audience because, you know, I'm term in six weeks. Any Anything could happen. And I, I don't want to prepare the audience too early, but anything could happen. And I'm not necessarily making plans too early because we just don't know what's going to happen. But the show will go on. Don't worry. And I'll of keep course. you guys informed. People think that I'm quitting. I'm not quitting. But depending on whether or not Emmeline can take a bottle that I've pumped... I'm not feeding her formula, everybody. Uh, if my husband can give it to her, then the show may continue uninterrupted. I doubt that, though. We'll figure it out. This summer, things will have to change somewhat. But, you know, for now, it's not a big deal until I actually see you going into labor on the screen. Yeah, that's going to happen. Speaking of the website, maybe it will be on the stream. That'll be great viewing. Speaking of the website. Extra, so much super chat money if I just give birth <laughs> right here. One of the many things we have over uh, featured over on the website, of course, is special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses. This week's featured business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Hero Soap uses no synthetic chemicals, dyes, or fragrances. Just fantastic-smelling natural ingredients from a veteran-owned company with a focus on benefiting veteran charities like the Gary Sinise Foundation and the Wounded Warrior Project. Let freedom clean, knowing you are avoiding harmful chemicals and helping worthy pro-America causes in the process. Let freedom clean. I like that. Let freedom clean. I do think it was a missed opportunity to have their slogan be, wash yo ass, but... <laughs> well, no. you can reach out. Uh, I yeah, I'll give you the email. <laughs> I'm sure they're really gonna like that plug. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the best way, another pun, the best way to uh, consume Hero Soap is to subscribe, not subscribe. Subscribe. If you subscribe, not only will Hero send you a fresh bar to your door each and every month so you never run out, but Hero will also match the amount of soap you purchase and send it to an overseas deployment location. Very cool. Hero is offering listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. Uh, let freedom clean at HeroSoapCompany.com. Soap promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off. Store-wide, you can find everything you need from Hero Soap Company plus Many other offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. 
That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners by listeners. Quick uh, note about, uh, I think we got Susan Wiki Wiki. I don't know what happened, but I just want to let people know because I received a bunch of messages and then we even had some people talking about it while we were live last week. But and it sounds every like every comment on the podcast too. It sounds like we really got Susan Wiki Wiki. She just yeah. ghosted us into a corner. People didn't get notifications that the show was live or that it was published. And the numbers reflect that. And how much of it is Susan ghosting us? How much of it is people who are pissed off at us for for our coronavirus opinions? No, I don't know. I don't think but, it was coronavirus. I think Susan, it was the Emma Waters thing. Oh, yeah, that could be it, too. I, yeah, we were talking about that on Wednesday. Your targeted harassment of Which Emma Waters. Which it totally was. <laughs> Precisely targeted. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just so you guys are clear, whether you get the notification or not, this show is not stopping unless I'm dead. Unless we're dead, but specifically unless I'm dead. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, it will always be on YouTube. And on DLive, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Uh, on YouTube, you can click the little bell thing. You can get emails. Click the bell button, get an email notification if you want to be sure to get a notification in your inbox whenever the show is up. But um, but if you're just having trouble finding it, if you didn't get the notification you expect and you're looking for the show and you don't know where it is and Susan buried it somewhere deep, just bookmark the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. It will always be on the website. Susan can't wiki-wiki that one. It will be there. So uh, give it a bookmark if you're looking for the show. Anyway, no more of that BS, and hopefully it doesn't happen tonight, but I have no idea. I'd like to investigate, but who knows what they do behind the scenes. <laughs> What's so funny? Oh, I'm looking at her channel, and it's funny. She's just, you know, totally back on, nuked leave, all of the comments. Leave Emma alone. You had your fun. Move on. I know. I know. It's over. <laughs> all right. Um, last week, we talked about the New York Times fluff piece of the... Uh, on the accusations against Joe Biden from Tara Reid, former Biden staffer. Remember the Times said they found no additional evidence that Joe Biden had committed any sexual transgressions yes. other than he touched women in ways that made them feel uncomfortable. And then they later self-deleted that language. Whoops. Well, much of the other criticism about that piece was, wow, it's, it's funny that the New York Times is going super soft on Joe Biden, but they were very aggressive with Brett Kavanaugh just a year and change ago. Well, in response to that criticism, New York Times writer Kate Kelly tweeted an explanation for the different treatment. Uh, she said, quote, as our executive editor, Dean Backett, Baquet, pointed out in a recent interview with Ben Smith of the New York Times, Kavanaugh was a, quote, live ongoing story that be had become the biggest political story in the country. It was just a different news judgment moment. That's the difference. Wow. What does it that even a, mean? Yeah, it's it's a pretty ambiguous statement, but one, uh, how is an accusation against a major party presidential candidate not a live ongoing story of similar right. magnitude? Arguably, I think most people would say president is a higher office than Supreme Court justice, but certainly they're at the lowest level. They'd be equal. You know, they're they're both part of the three branches, at least. So that, that doesn't really make any sense. But two, the only reason that it's, as, as this responder notes, the only reason it is not the major story in the country is because you people shield it from being the major story in the country. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's clearly quick, more credible than the Kavanaugh story. Yeah. There, well, I, I have, admittedly, I haven't gone super deep into the... Uh, into the evidence, but I, as I at understand, she told she, she at the time. She told people at the time that's the difference, yeah. basically. Well, 
that is that is a point beyond where Christine Blasey Ford went. She had no confirmation from the time. Or Julie Swetnick, which, you know, she got like hours on primetime TV before they were like, we should bail because this bitch clearly crazy. Never forget Julie, if he did this to me, Swetnick. I'm not even clear that I'm making an accusation, Julie right. Swetnick. Well, if he might he have did handed me, me a red solo cup. Yeah. <laughs> which everybody knows is exactly the same thing as getting gang raped. In other stories that are, um, you know, just buried under Corona mania, which, you know, this is we'll outrageous. Get to. I didn't hear anything about this this week. I followed the story back a month or so ago because some information was emerging at the time. So Ilhan Omar has basically just been funneling campaign cash to her now husband. So without going too far back, remember she divorced her real husband who she was married to between being married to her brother for presumably immigration fraud purposes. Then she was having an affair with this DC political consultant, Tim Minette which people observed starting like last summer, I believe she had denied that they had any kind of romantic relationship. So did he until they went just kidding uh, and announced their marriage last month on Instagram. Now they're married, but what's been happening over the last year and change is she's just been paying her campaign. Ilhan Omar for Congress has been paying her now husband, Tim Minette, hundreds of thousands of dollars for supposed consultation services uh, but the curious thing about these consultation services is a heavy percentage of them uh, are, are travel related. So what are they consulting? I, I, you be the judge, but it requires in-person consultation. Apparently uh, it was reported prior uh, the prior reporting I was talking about said that uh, up to January, 2020 Omar had paid her, her now husband, Tim Minette about $525,000 now that it's beyond first quarter 2020, people are keeping an eye on this. And in her latest quarterly campaign finance report that was posted on Wednesday, she's paid him an, adi- an additional $293,000 in just the last three months. And to put that in perspective, that's 40% of her campaign spending, which was $675,000 over that period. So almost half of her campaign money is going to her husband. Which is just going back to her. Which is, yeah, it's strictly campaign-related expenses, not going on vacation or anything like that. Outrageous, and no one's talking about it. It would be racist. It would be, well, and the good folks here at the the Washington Free Beacon and elsewhere. But you got to kind of dig for this. Of course, you're not going to find this among most mainstream outlets because it's racist to talk about. Uh, The National Legal and Policy Center filed a complaint with the Federal Election Commission in August about these shady payments. So there could be an investigation into this. And also remember, there's supposedly an ongoing FBI investigation into her brother marriage. The status of these things. Who knows? But this lady, uh, if you want to be as charitable as possible, this is there are multiple gigantic plumes of smoke coming from this woman. The direct evidence of fire. If you want to be as charitable as possible is maybe not nailed down. But I, I, the thing is I welcome the alternative explanation from Ilhan Omar for why she married her brother. Cause that that's demonstrated. She did marry her brother. The question is right. just why I would also so like super hot. I just wanted to bang him so much. Obviously it was a green <laughs> card thing. <clears throat> I also welcome her explanation for this sort of thing. That is to say, Half of your campaign spending is for consultation about how to spend the other half. <laughs> That's, that seems yeah. weird, but okay. Mm. Very convenient that your, your husband is the best consultor that you could have hired. Yeah, but really. Okay. 
That being said, if I were in a political position of power, I would immediately staff with friends and family. Well, to be as fair to her as possible, it's not as though you're banned from hiring friends or family as long as they are legitimately providing those services and as long as those services are being provided at fair market value. I would just, there are itemized, you, you can go into these reports and look at the itemization of the expenses. I haven't taken the time to do that, but we probably should. Uh, this this seems very, very shady. Do you think that she's actually getting um, a quarter million dollars worth of, of consultation of value out of this guy? But if I were in her position, I would immediately staff my brother and then pass off all of his brilliant ideas as my own. <laughs> Maybe. So, I like the theory that her brother's actually gay that you had come up with. Her brother's gay and she was covering. Gay. I didn't come yeah. up with this theory due to, due to <laughs> a flamer. Total I, I wish I had the photos of him wearing her headscarves because like, there are photos. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we got to move on to, uh, you know, the only story that matters. Corona mania. I don't want to do I, this anymore. But I think I think we're on the other side of the curve of Corona mania. So it to feels speak. that way. I don't know how like the tenor in your town is the tenor in your town, but uh, people here are pretty normal. Uh, in my town, it's like half people wearing masks and half people wearing Hawaiian shirts or equivalent. Like, it seems like there's a lot of people who don't give a shit and a lot of people who give way too much of a shit, in my judgment. But they're free to do yeah. that. Yeah, that's And I, also, to be fair to them, I don't know what their conditions are. They might be you know, compromised. They might have special considerations. I don't want to be too judgy. I fully support somebody's risk assessment for themselves and their that's behavior true, for yeah. themselves. Just stop trying to control everybody else. And yeah. I think we're in good shape. People in my town have just gone back to vandalizing Holocaust memorials. So That's right. Just, I forgot. Everything's the back Anne to the way Frank it was. tree was chopped down. <laughs> that sounds like a little projection by you. Are you trying to create a distraction so the cops don't uh, get on your trail about that? No, I mean we were going to talk about this on uh, hoax hate, and I was like, we can't talk about this because this this is clearly this was a third time Real somebody has chopped it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, anyway, about coronavirus. So the big story before we get into the numbers, uh, lab, the laboratory origin or the possible laboratory origin of coronavirus, this particular coronavirus at least, is now being considered by U.S. intelligence officials. So they're examining whether coronavirus came from a lab in, in Wuhan. We've talked about this before. The intel agencies now say they've gathered and are weighing evidence that an employee at one of the labs known to be studying coronavirus in Wuhan became accidentally infected and left the facility with the virus. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said this week that the results of the investigation are not yet conclusive. Officials have ruled out the idea that this coronavirus is man-made. So it's not, they're not saying bioweapon. They're not saying created for some purpose. They're saying study coronaviruses whoops it got out but did they they fiddle with it at all unclear based on this reporting and of course it's u.s intelligence officials are quoted as saying so you can't review the evidence yourself for national security reasons, and how did presumably. this happen too i mean i always just assumed that they had sold the the subjects to the wet market and somebody and, had consumed it but like did somebody stick themselves with a needle or is it airborne from yeah. the animal to the Lab. And that, there's a that's lot of ambiguity the other, about that yeah that's the other thing is the the wet markets and the lab like it, it's possible it originated in the lab and passed through the wet markets through the sale of a specimen or through the doctor going to that wet market or any number of ways it regardless but, it was clearly negligence maybe intent, one would but probably negligence one would think um anyway to get to the numbers which um the numbers concern me a little bit less each and every day we'll get to why in a moment but if you 
uh, believe that sort of thing is accurate. Uh, as of right now, 40,500 deaths across the country, some 764,000 cases. Uh, we have seen the, the new case number remain mostly flat over the last two weeks or so. Deaths, um, with the exception of a very interesting midweek spike that we'll get to in a moment there, have remained mostly flat for, um, for almost two weeks now. Uh, as well. So have we flattened the curve? Have we bent the curve? Well, does it matter if we did? Yeah. As I said, I'm becoming less and less interested in these numbers. New York and New Jersey uh, represent uh, more than half the the deaths in the country now, and they represent half uh, the confirmed cases as well. Now, in terms of why I'm less convinced about the legitimacy on these numbers, well, you notice that spike midweek and that spike was was reported by a lot of people, a lot of public officials. Oh, it was we had like forty five hundred deaths in a day, or six thousand deaths in a day. Sixty two hundred is what Worldometers is reporting. Okay, but why? Because on Tuesday, the city of New York added thirty seven hundred presumed deaths. These are people who died but never tested positive. That put the city over ten thousand deaths. That is worthless. Is a worthless so, number. On, as of Tuesday, that means 37% of the reported death count in New York City had never even received a positive coronavirus test or diagnosis. I'm not saying that every one of these cases is should be presumed invalid. I am saying that presumptive positive is not sufficient to justify the fear porn for me, to put There's up like these big numbers and scare everybody. An 80% symptom overlap with seasonal flu. That's one thing. And also, yeah. as we've talked about, pneumonia deaths way down, flu deaths way down. Well, you got to be careful about that, though, as we've seen the CDC data lag. I'm um, I'm very suspicious about this. You're and a then, pneumonia you know, truther. I am a pneumonia truther. <laughs> pneumonia. Pneumonia. Well, uh, and this practice is ongoing in New York. It's not a, it's not a one-time thing. This practice is going to be ongoing. And um, and just to put that number in perspective again, as of uh, well, as of now, we've got about 40,000 deaths, almost 10 percent, something in the neighborhood of eight to 10 percent of the total deaths in the country are now these presumed positive deaths. People who never actually tested and are presumed to be coronavirus deaths. And don't forget that all those numbers also include people who died with coronavirus. You might have had a uh, lethal issue A, B, and C, but you had coronavirus when you died. You might have been hit by a bus, but you had coronavirus when you died. Those are also included in this count. Yeah, they and did it, it with to a guy that got um, T-boned uh, at an intersection on a motorcycle this week. That actually, I thought that was more of a meme, but that actually happened? Uh, I have heard this has actually happened, yes. My God, all right. Uh, Michigan also announced this week that they're adding 65 presumed cases to their uh, tallies as well. So this is going to happen in more places than just New York. And so that's that's the numerator. Why Why we're skeptical about the deaths. We've been talking about that for weeks. But in terms of being skeptical about the denominator, do we have any handle of how many people have actually had this thing or have this thing right now? More data pieces keep emerging to suggest that the amount of people who have been in contact with this is a number way, 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 way larger than we have any concept of or previously yes. had concepts uh, uh, had a concept of. So uh, a, f a few studies to speak of this week in New York, uh, New York City area, pregnant women have been receiving coronavirus tests as part of their routine care. One study looked at 215 pregnant women visiting two New York City area hospitals between March 22nd and April 4th. 13% 
were positive and asymptomatic. Okay, we, we, we don't even have anything close to 13% of this country diagnosed uh, or tested positive with coronavirus. And granted, that's a hotspot part of the country. It, it, New York City area is certainly unique compared to the rest of the country, but we're not just looking at the New York City area. In the Netherlands, uh, a study there suggests 3% of the Dutch population has coronavirus antibodies from prior exposure. This according to the head of the Netherlands National Institute for Health. The study was on 10,000 samples, large sample, uh, but the results have only been disclosed to health officials. So we have to take their word for it. But the head of the, uh, the nation, this national health organization spoke to um, uh, Dutch parliament this week. Uh, and and gave these statistics. So they believe up to 3% of their population is already exposed based on based on their studies. Do these uh, tests uh, test specifically for COVID or do they capture all coronaviruses? I, th- I think they're, I, I can't say for certain, but my understanding is there are a few different testing options and some of them are testing specifically for antibodies using various methods. My understanding is they're all specific to COVID-19 but so if I, you've had like MERS or SARS or something like that, it's not going to, you're not going to develop the type of antibodies that they're testing for. That question is above my pay grade to borrow <laughs> the phrase from Phil Murphy, who we'll hear from in a moment. Uh, in Boston, homeless people have been tested by a local health program. They tested 397 people and 36% came up positive with every single one of the positive tests being asymptomatic. None of these people had any knowledge that they were. That's because they were all wasted and they didn't notice. That's true. I guess a bum status quo of health might not be the greatest measurement, but none of them thought they had the Rona. That's the point. In um, in Chelsea, Massachusetts, similar area, uh, 200 residents tested uh, or the study tested 200 anonymous uh, resident participants who provided a drop of blood to researchers. Researchers used a 10 minute rapid test to identify coronavirus presence. 30% of the random group was asymptomatic positives. Massive number. Again, we referenced last week, there's studies going on at Stanford to get a, get a sense of how widespread the coronavirus is in the Bay area of California. Well, some of those results are out Uh, using a sample of 3,300 people, large sample, Researchers found roughly 2.5% to 4.2% of people with antibodies, meaning they estimate that roughly 48,000 to 81,000 people in just Santa Clara County alone have been infected with coronavirus, which would be about 50 to 80 times the confirmed cases that the county now reports at about 1,000, 1,000 and change. Which I believe would bring the fatality rate to under 0.1, or around 0.1, which is what uh, the flu is. Certainly less than 1% if these are accurate. And again, the, the tests are not perfect. These are local. These are local studies, limited populations. I don't want to overstate them. But the more you see of these across wider geographies with larger sample sizes, the more it would suggest that we are way more exposed to this thing than we had previous knowledge of. So, I mean, yeah, I go ahead. I did want to be fair because I've seen a lot of people have emailed me this graphic uh, with week 14 total deaths. Maybe it's in the UK. Um, that are higher than any previous week 14 in the last, I don't know, 10 years or since 2010 or something like that. Uh, like so many people have emailed me, they're like, why aren't you looking at total deaths? Now, I'll tell you why this information is useless, especially when you're just looking at a single week. When you're looking at week 14 specifically across several years, 
peak flu is going to be between 8 and 12 usually every year. So you're just picking a random, a random week after peak flu um, every year. So it's worthless. Um, also, this is going to encompass all deaths, including uh, people that relapsed drugs and alcohol, suicide rates, people that are not going to the hospital for other reasons. Um, we're, we're, not, we're talking about COVID-specific deaths. Uh, so I'm not really sure that this is a useful graphic. Like, stop sending it to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I don't deny that people are dying of coronavirus. That is a real phenomenon, and that yeah. number exists somewhere. I think the other question, too, is to what degree is this preventable? To what degree are we preventing it? And as we'll get to in a moment, I'm not actually convinced that a lot of the draconian measures we've taken have had a massive effect on curtailing this. If this information is accurate, this thing could have ripped through the country months ago, or at least through populous portions of this country. Yeah. And we've already seen the spread of it, yet we're committing economic suicide in response. It's not It's not that there are zero coronavirus deaths. It's, it also, it's, come on, it matters who's dying. Well, it it does insofar as they put they push the narrative that anybody can die of this. Well, statistically, not really. Yeah. Almost, if you go through the numbers of healthy people under the age of thirty who have died of this, it is it is microscopically small. And it's not to say that that the lives of people over eighty with complications aren't um, aren't valuable. Of course they are, and of course. But we they're should... clearly less valuable than a thirty year old. <laughs> Come on. Oh, They're my not God. Is everybody going to act all like... All lives matter. But I agree that that you don't you don't kill your entire society to... At some level, we have to accept that death death is a thing that happens. Death is coming for each and every one of us. We can't prevent it. Yeah, especially that, that's if not you're a, super old and have a bunch of underlying conditions. All yeah. lives matter. But as a society, are we going to act like some lives don't matter more than others? Are we going to do that? I Why think are every, you shocked? I think, I think everyone. This shocks people. Is like this is a serious societal. I problem. think every. I think everyone has a right to life. Of course. Yes, but we don't yeah. all have a right to live until we're ninety and then die in our sleep. That's not how this. Well, I don't think up. we have a right to control society, and to and to curtail the rights of other people in pursuit of that. That's where I would draw that line. Was <laughs> you getting roasted or what? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is this is just absurd. Like, I. I just can't believe that people are not going. I hope that when I'm 80, I'm the kind of person that's like, you know, if I get it, I get it. And I still want to see my grandkids and I've lived a good life and I don't want to sacrifice future generations. And, you know, quality, there is a hierarchy. My is a, life is more important than my life, too. Also, I, I agree that, that we've talked about with Dan Patrick that that, yes, fundamentally, a it is more it is a moral thing for a parent to put a child's interest ahead of his or her own. Of course, of course. Um, but I don't but I, I just dispute the idea that the lives matter more or less. Everyone has the same right to life. That's what I would say. Yeah, fine. But why are we keeping old people on respirators for like four weeks and stuff? Well, I, I think that's the individual's decision to do that. I don't have a problem with people obtaining the medical care that they want to obtain. I just have a problem with destroying the lives of other people supposedly to save you, if if that's the estimation. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And for all the people criticizing me in the chat, my parents are with me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> they are with me. <laughs> And last study I want to talk about, uh, it's not just a metaphor. It is a biological truth. Sunlight is, in fact, the best disinfectant. 
yeah. least preliminary results from a government lab experiment uh, show that coronavirus does not survive long in high temperatures and high humidity and is quickly destroyed by sunlight. This according to a briefing obtained by Yahoo News. The study said uh, the study results say, quote, sunlight destroys the virus quickly and uh, quote outdoor daytime environments are lower risk for transmission. So uh, while the department of Homeland security cautioned Yahoo news and readers, you can read this, uh, this publication in this article for yourself. If you want, at least it's in here somewhere. They caution, if you read it, don't draw conclusions based on unpublished data, but it does seem reasonable to ask whether cooping ourselves up inside instead of going out and to get some, uh, some spring sun time, uh, is in fact the wise response to this virus. Vindicating. I said on the show like two weeks ago that that's probably one of the reasons that California has a lower death rate because of the 24, 7, 75 degree weather there. It's probably a help, at least if this uh, government yeah. study is to be believed. Um, moving to the economy and hopefully what is now the beginning of the end of the economic suicide we've been committing. Brief economic news. Significant news, though. Trump, of course, halting funding to the World Health Organization this week. Uh, and that money will now be redirected to U.S. charities like the Red Cross and Samaritan's Purse. The U.S. was giving the World Health Organization $4.8 billion in voluntary annual contributions. U.S. annual dues were just $58 million. So we were voluntarily giving these guys billions of dollars above what was expected of us or required of us as a term of membership. This was uh, originally planned to be a 60 day suspension, but now the administration is saying it's permanent or at least for Trump's tenure Good until president Joe Biden in, in the, in the fall. And well, when he's inaugurated in January, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, in terms of unemployment, 5.2 million more Americans filed for unemployment last week, according to Thursday's labor department report, bringing the month's total to, 22 million unemployment claims. That's 13.5% of the labor force in this country. It is again, as we showed with the motion graphic a week or two ago, this is the largest and most dramatic rise in claims uh, on record since the, the labor department started tracking data in 1967. I know the numbers are not often explanatory on their own. So again, check out this chart through CNN business here. What you're looking at, uh, is unemployment claims by week dating back to 2007. That tiny little hill in there is the Great Recession. And the gigantic four spikes that are off the chart, practically speaking, that's what's going on currently. Yikes. How are we going to recover from this? Well, this is safety. This is saving lives. That's what this chart represents. Right. And we yeah. say it on every show, but for every 1% increase in unemployment, uh, an estimated 10,000 Americans die. Is that the, the correct statistic? Or is it 40,000 Americans? I've not heard that, actually. What's the stat? Do you know the source? Uh, I believe, let me know in the live chat if you have a source on this, but I believe it's either 10,000 or 40,000. That's a huge range. But um Somebody get me the, the point. The point involved. being that joblessness and the desperation and the anxiety that it creates, in addition to just people not receiving the health care that they often otherwise would, that this is helping lives, saving lives. I, I strongly dispute that. Of course, it's incalculable, if that's even a word. We'll never we'll never be able to calculate number of lives saved by wrecking our economy, number of lives ruined or ended by wrecking our economy. 
It's up to your personal speculation, but I strongly dispute the idea that this is the obvious and common sense choice in terms of uh, benefiting human beings as a whole or yeah. more, more, more rather than less. And then, of course, there's no uh, quantifying the how much people's quality of life was degraded. Yeah. I know uh, you well, guys aren't Siri. I'm sorry. I'll look it up now. <laughs> you're, you might be one of the lucky 80 million Americans who received your Corona bucks this week. The IRS says they sent a direct deposit to 80 million American accounts. If you didn't get direct deposit and you're waiting on a check, the IRS has an online tool to check your status. But if you're like me, the tool was completely useless and it just gives you an unclear payment status, not available message. The IRS says it is updating this tool regularly. So check back for your Corona bucks. Meanwhile, the PPP loan program, the payment protection, paycheck protection, whatever. The program for the uh, for in the stimulus bill that offered forgivable loans to small businesses if they maintain employment through these eight weeks or through an eight-week period, that dried up as of Thursday. So that leaves thousands of small business applicants with no money to receive to maintain their employees through this craziness. Uh that um, it's now I haven't even checked in the last couple hours. So the announcement might already be made. But as of this afternoon, Nancy Pelosi says a deal to add more money to the fund is very close. This would be another four hundred billion dollars added to the federal spending spree. Uh, Three hundred billion for the small business loans, 50 billion for the economic injury disaster loans, 75 billion for hospitals and 25 billion for coronavirus testing. Nancy Pelosi is holding a conference call with House Democrats. Tomorrow, Monday afternoon. On Sunday, she said, uh, today, she said there are about uh, four or five outstanding items to resolve, but the deal could be announced uh, as soon as today, tonight, or Monday. Nancy Pelosi is getting heavily crit- criticized, of course. Uh, previously, she had said that she didn't have enough data to suggest that we needed more money in the small business loan account. Uh, and she spent the week apparently doing jack shit appearing on James Corden's late, late show to show off her ice cream collection. Here's Nancy Pelosi and her ice cream collection from San Francisco, I believe. Welcome back. We're here with house speaker, Nancy Pelosi, and we've asked her to share something from her home for a little late, late show and tell, uh, speaker Pelosi, what have you found? What are you going to share with us from your home? Chocolate. This is the episode of cribs. I never knew I needed Oh, my. Wow. Other people in our family go for some other flavors, but chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. <laughs> See, I've always felt a connection with you, and now I understand why. We just got it restocked with the ice he cream. He loves some ice cream, you can tell. Easter Sunday because we were, shall we say, enjoying. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. We just got it restocked. So you sent somebody out to buy you <laughs> to buy a ridiculous amount of ice cream. As uh, critics noted, her fridge and freezer combo, apparently $24,000, something really? like that. Nice. They looked it up and her ice cream is $13 a pint. So while small businesses are having to make uh, agonizing decisions about how to retain their employees after the fund has dried up, Nancy Pelosi is enjoying her ice cream and thinking about what life would be like if chocolate had never been invented. Meanwhile, Marco Rubio uh, took to Twitter oh, yeah. to post another video, to post a video of his own to say, listen, Nancy, I'll give you all the ice cream in my freezer <laughs> if you get this deal done. I only have half, like half of it as a freezer, right? But I will give you all the ice cream I have in here, Madam Speaker, if you will fund small business and stop holding it hostage. All of this right here, these M&Ms. 
Make it Were happen. those just M&Ms in his freezer? I don't know. I mean, you know you've, you're pretty far down if Marco Rubio's troll game is making you look bad. Yeah, really. If Marco Rubio owns you on Twitter, uh, yeah, you're, you're not Little Marco. Okay, yeah. the statistic seems to be, but this is from the big short, and I'm having a hard time confirming it. If for every 1% increase in unemployment, 40,000 people die. But that's wow. obviously not uh, And that's just source. considering, it's, it seems hard to quantify, but I would assume that's considering what? Suicides, uh, preventable illness that wasn't treated early, those sorts of things. How do you, I don't know. You I mean, attribute is this those true? Deaths? Should I be listening to a, a Hollywood script as information? But that's where that yeah. came from, presumably, according All to right. the internet. Well, uh, of course, when you when you put Americans' backs up against the wall like this, uh, they're going to start resisting. Frankly, because even if they don't, they're not doing it on ideological grounds. They don't right. have much of a choice. Necessity demands it. One of the early protests this week was in North Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, the capital of Raleigh. This was outside of the state's General Assembly building. We'll get to more protests in a moment, but this um, this particular one had one of the more absurd crackdowns this week. Police broke up the protest and arrested one woman who apparently refused to disperse, asked on Twitter what law she broke or, or how she violated the governor's order. Raleigh police responded, quote, protesting is a non-essential activity. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope this one gets challenged in court. There are many uh, court challenges we'll, we'll talk about in a moment, particularly on the religious grounds, the religious angles of these things. But uh, protesting is the original essential activity. The protesting is the most essential activity in this country. So... Uh, I, I I haven't seen video of what this lady allegedly did. There's video of the arrest, but the reports say she just refused to disperse. Now, does that they told mean, her three times to disperse, and she's like, "No." Nah. Does that mean she wasn't properly distanced, or did they? Does that mean she was told to go away and refused? Does it, does it matter? I mean, she, no, that she was told to like go go away and refused. Yeah. Okay. It, but well, does, it doesn't matter to me. I, this is bullshit. If that seems contrary to the Bill of Rights, you're right. It, it is. And if Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey is any indicator, state officials aren't even considering the Bill of Rights at all anyway. He appeared on Tucker this week, and Tucker challenged him on how and why he has shut down places of religious worship and arrested attendees in New Jersey. Phil Murphy says, hey, man, I wasn't even thinking about the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights, as you well know, protects Americans' right and shrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? That's above my pay grade, Tucker, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. People have to stay away from each other. Uh, that's the best thing we could do to break the back of the curb of this virus. That's not d denying someone their right to worship in, in any way that we have to find a different way to worship. And I think that's the point. Uh, God bless America. Yeah, we're, we're not, government's uh, not allowed to tell way. people how to worship. Oh, that was 10 out of 10 Tucker face, just like truly baffled <laughs> to his core. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is, this is why it's so crucial for us to stay vigilant in defending our rights. It, it's like, I've been saying throughout this, I'm not super surprised that government gonna government, tyrants gonna tyrant. The point is, these people, by their own admission in this case, are not even thinking about our rights when designing these policies to supposedly keep us safe. So if we don't think about our own rights and we don't apply at least a little skepticism in defense of those rights, they will be trampled. These The, the yeah, government is not going like to think of them. People in the federal government lack basic 
constitutional knowledge like like maybe they just don't know or understand or care like that they need to be careful i mean we are we are approaching head on pike time if things get too bad for the general population please don't wiki wiki us susan it's in self-defense i mean how much of a disparity does there have to be between the elite ruling class and middle America before there's a revolt. I mean, we have oh, we'll to be get, approaching that. We'll get to that in a moment. And I'm not even saying Phil Phil Murphy is exhibiting this, but the disdain for for everyday Americans who have who are just as we'll, we'll get to momentarily. They're out of work. Their business is being shut down. They're taking to the streets for, because for the first time in their lives, they're applying for unemployment, and they're embarrassed by that necessity, and they're having to wait in in. They're having to wait at food pantries and other places at unprecedented levels. The idea that that this is anything but bare necessity for the majority of people protesting this is insane. And yet we have people from elite coastal ivory towers looking down upon them because their freezers are stocked full of chocolate ice cream. So there's nothing to worry about. We saw this with Debbie Dingle. I, I was talking about her in my last video in Michigan. She was on MSNBC smearing the protesters saying, what's the deal? I've been cooped up for 32 days. So you just, I know it's, you know, it's, it's not fun to be away from human contact, but you just deal with it. Well, yeah, it's, it's quite easy to deal with. If you have a six figure salary delivered to your account automatically for doing jack shit, not everybody. In fact, most people are, they don't No work means no income. All right. She's not elected, Sim right? Debbie Dingle. Yeah. I don't know if she's, I think she's elected, but she's a congresswoman from uh, suburban Detroit and in, in Ann Arbor. I was under the impression she was filling in for her. She might have been right? appointed, but yeah, her husband did die. You're right. So maybe she was appointed because of that. I think she was, but don't uh, listen to me if I'm wrong. Anyway, um, the most absurd crackdown I've seen probably through this entire episode now Multiple Southern California skate parks were filled with sand by city officials in San Clemente, as you can see on your screen here. Uh, signs went up that the skate park was closed on April 1st, but because some people continued to skateboard in violation of the order, uh, the city of San Clemente, excuse me, dumped 37 tons of sand into the park, says San Clemente park manager <clears throat> Samantha Wiley. On, on April 1st, we, um, we let it play out. We, she says they, they put up the no trespassing signs and they let it play out to see if users would abide by the closure. During that two week period, we saw people continue to skate in the park. Groups would gather kids with their parents. It appeared the closure was not being abided by as though the sand will prevent similar use. Anyway, you already have, uh, Patriotic trolls. I appreciate these people Turn, using the opportunity for a beach party at the skate park now as though any of this is going to prevent people from gathering and as though you can't skateboard without social distancing. Skateboarding. How do you not social distance while skateboarding? If you're you know, rolling around all these bowls and stuff, you're not going to have someone in six foot proximity to you at all times. In addition to what we talked about earlier about potential sunlight and just being outside being beneficial to you not to mention i assure you skateboarding is much more dangerous to the kids than the coronavirus is and i know they'll spread it to they'll spread it to the vulnerable well maybe the vulnerable should self-quarantine and stay away from the skateboarding kids this is not that hard to this is organize so absurd Didn't, i thought we had a video uh we do you're right the the um oh and I, the other thing i wanted to say before we get to the video because it happened in venice too this 
it, you, we'll see a bulldozer just pushes the sand in. Not that much work to get done, although keep in mind, the destruction of your public parks or quasi-destruction is on the taxpayer dime. But this mess, to get this out of here without damaging the park, that is going to be insanely difficult. And if you're not familiar with skateboarding, you got to have a almost pristine surface for it's it to be work. Smooth. They're going to have to bucket that all out and then like yeah. vacuum it. <laughs> I don't if know you how they're going to do that. Pebbles this. lingering. It's going to be a, an unusable skate park. And of course you don't want to damage that smooth concrete surface because that will make it unskatable too. So of course taxpayers are going to be hooked for cleaning this up, which I, I got to see how they clean this up. That's going to be a sight to see. I don't think you can do it with machinery, but prove me wrong. Maybe they have a plan. Uh, Anyway, they did this exact thing in Venice Beach, too. And there's actually video of it happening. Overhead video. This is what the scene looks like. Essential business. Essential government business at work. Saving lives here. so outrageous this this particular episode as i mentioned it had me down and the reason is we're we're watching people we're watching our own government destroy our own country because we can't accept the tiniest amount of risk in our lives the amount of risk that honestly is inherent to life to be honest this is some of the most cowardly bullshit i've ever seen and it just, it made me embarrassed for our country when it I saw it. made me embarrassed to be American, yeah. I mean, if all the other countries hadn't gone full retard, I would have been extra embarrassed about this. But, you know, I and, hope people see this for, for what it is, which is uh, an indictment of improper gender roles. <laughs> and and ultimately, voting for big government, those uh, that comes home to roost, you know? The, Who I, votes for big government? Well, fair question. Uh, I don't know if Eric Garcetti's snitch program led to people snitching on the Venice skate park. And that's why this happened. But the, the thing that's even more frustrating, I wouldn't support this in any context, but California is not having a coronavirus disaster, right? This is all based on the fear of the peak is coming. When we start destroying our society by physical force, destroying our, our cities by physical force, because of the fear of the disaster that may come, Aren't we just creating additional disaster? It's it's the the total cowardice before a a marginal amount of risk is just embarrassing, and and that that was like that's what bummed me out the most this week. That particular episode had me the most down. I was like, all right, team black pill, team accelerationism. Well, yeah, I mean, burn last it all week, down. Last week I was all positive about this because I was like, as Americans. I think we're genetically predisposed to incur more risk than other people mm. because of the history of our country. And then I see something like this and it's like, why should we even bother? Why should we even bother? Look at what, look at what we've allowed people to do with the government. Yeah. I mean, even if we get things back under control and get the economy back up and running, everybody can see what a farce this is now, right? I hope so. I hope that people in California, I've been saying that for years. I hope this latest government transgression will be enough to get people in California to think, you know, it doesn't get much worse than this. So I guess I'll consider voting for the other side. If your city is destroying your parks so that nobody can use them, 
If this doesn't do it, I don't know what what else Republicans will. Republicans have been plenty retarded on this too. And I'm I don't even say that as an endorsement for Republicans. I just say that as an endorsement for literally anything else than the status quo. Yeah. And in California, it's unchallenged democratic power. Didn't really work with Trump though, did it? Well, I, I I'm sure as hell glad we have Trump as president right now over the alternative. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, uh, good lord. I don't even know that, that Hillary would be, would be micromanaging everything and things would be better. Okay. Well, as I said, I don't know if uh, Eric Garcetti got a snitch tip to create to to destroy the or damage the Venice skate park or make it unusable, at least. But New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is following his lead in soliciting snitches. This week, he announced a texting service uh, that you can take pictures, you can send you can take pictures and send them. Uh, take pictures of social distancing violations and send them to Bill de Blasio and his commissars will be right on it. Here's Bill de Blasio. Thank you, everyone who's done it the right way, but we still know there's some people who need to get the message. And that means sometimes making sure the enforcement is there to educate people and make clear we gotta have social distancing. So now it is easier than ever when you see a crowd, when you see a line that's not distanced, when you see a supermarket that's too crowded, anything, you can report it right away so we can get help there to fix the problem. And now it's as simple as taking a photo. All you gotta do is take the photo and put the location with it, and we will make sure that enforcement comes right away. Text the photo to 311-692, and action will ensue. How many thousands of pictures of people's dicks do you think they got? (laughs) Well, predictably, it is being trolled. Here's one uh, option I can show on YouTube. Uh, That's one of the kinder things you could send that someone replied to Bill de Blasio with. But I stress, it would be the absolute wrong thing to do that. Nobody should text any obscene photography to 311692. That is wrong. That's 311692, which is the wrong number for your obscene images. No obscene images should go to 311692. And I disavow anybody. Definitely not pictures of your hairy butthole, anybody. (laughs) Don't spread them in front of the mirror and somehow take a picture of that. (laughs) (laughs) none of that (laughs) don't do that at all it's wrong i've been curious about how like what what are what level is our snitch culture at like numerically what are we looking at (laughs) level 10 snitch culture i don't know no i just mean like how many reports are coming in because we don't often see that there's a clue here out of livingston county michigan uh this is between detroit and lansing 911 operators there are receiving 40 to 50 calls a day about social distancing violations that's several an hour. And mind you, this is not calls to the police department. It's not calls to city hall. 911, the emergency line, which I find rich because around here, they're reporting people skiing or hiking to, to cops, people engaging in outdoor activity. They're calling the sheriff. Why? Because if they got injured, they'd be consuming emergency resources. Oh, you mean like calling 911 get... for a bullshit reason? Right. You get injured in your house really easily, too. <laughs> So I don't know. Extrapolate this if you want. I don't know what the rate is across the country. 40 to 50 calls a day tying up emergency phone lines for bull. My neighbor's having a barbecue. Great. Well, what about Seattle with the black police chief, female police chief? That's like, call, even if you think this may or may not be racist speech, (laughs) please call (laughs) 911. Oh, my God. So naturally, people have become acclimated to not use this as an emergency line. 
Well, I want to get into the protests a little bit more. As we stated, you put you put Americans up the wall up against the wall economically. They're going to they're not going to have a choice but for rebelling. And it's going to be peaceful protest to start. And uh, we saw that in North Carolina and Michigan early in the week and it became a wave across the country as of this weekend. This article shows 15 different sites where there was mass uh, protest this week. Uh, Alex Jones even showed up at the one in uh, Austin, Texas. Somewhere in here, there's Alex. Uh, and it's as far as I can tell, this is going on in, in most, if not all states. I know there was protest in your state capital. There was protest in my state capital. I watched a stream on Friday of the protest in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, and it was very encouraging. The, the, it was uh, there were a lot of people interviewed there. And they were just small business owners from rural Minnesota who have been ravaged by these shutdowns, uh, despite minimal risk of the virus in their communities. And they're just honest people who want to be free to do honest work. And they're showing up in in the thousands across the country. They're going to bring more, both as people um, see others, others leading here and, and see it's okay to question some of the things that are, uh, that we're being told. And as economic circumstances demand, this is going to escalate. It's not going to decline until some semblance of freedom returns. But if you turn on MSNBC this morning, the nation, uh, th- this is a guy from The Nation. He's a sports journalist named Dave Zirin. And he said these protests aren't even legit. They're just astroturfed farces of Nazis and Confederates. They've gone from all lives matter to no lives matter. Uh, these folks are, let's be honest about what they are. They are the Fox News Nazi Confederate death cult rump of the Republican Party. And their very existence is a slap in the face, not only to the healthcare workers on the front lines risking their lives every single day, but it's also a slap into the face of the people who are actually dying from this virus in disproportionate numbers, black and brown people. These aren't economically disenfranchised folks. These are small business owners. These are retirees. These are people who want their workers to be sent back to work, not themselves. So this represents nothing except the narrow astroturf interests and the hard racist interests that combine and form the modern day Republican Party. So it's three black women on a panel of six. They're all like, Mm-hmm. Like what is what is going on here? This is so outrageous. So me. it's very narrow and it's not legit and it's fake, but also it's the total representation of the Republican Party. Okay, uh, that seems a little odd. Mind you, to the rest of the panelists, like you said, no pushback, no pushback from Joy Reid uh, or the other panelists, at least as far as I saw. Uh, I just remember, if you're an honest American looking to honestly earn your living and you're dismayed by government telling you that is banned, uh, this is what they think of you. Yeah. This is what these people think of you. Which, by the way, is like the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, just to be free to go out and earn your keep. Uh, He says, all lives matter. It went from all lives matter to no lives matter. Do you not think the status quo is ruining lives? Do you honestly believe that you're improving people's lives by harshly controlling them? And why don't these people protesting get to judge that measurement for themselves? What's best for their own lives? Why is it moral for you to judge what's best? Because for their they lives? have a hierarchical value system uh, where racism is is at the top of the period, at the top of the pyramid. They don't care about anything else. It's like racism and then whatever the fuck else you know sexism blah 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 and that's how they that's how they view the world they don't care about the economy or anything like that all these people i guarantee are independently wealthy 
Well, that's the irony because he says, these aren't economically disenfranchised folks. They're small business owners. Yeah, because all small business owners are greedy monopoly men. Oftentimes, small business owners are paying their employees more than they pay themselves. Yeah. That is quite common. Operating on tiny margins and one month away with no income from having to shut down their small business. Yeah, have their lives destroyed and then go work at Walmart or Target or Amazon, the very corporate entities that you otherwise chastise. Uh, what and what makes him think that healthcare workers universally agree with him? I would I'd be willing to bet that somewhere across the country there were laid off healthcare workers participating in these protests. Just a guess, but I don't think that healthcare workers universally agree with his perspective. Yet he claims them. And then if you noticed, the guy was reading the lines. This line about this is the the Confederate Nazi rump of the Republic. He wrote that line. He was reading it. He sat down and thought it was clever and uh and funny or whatever and he wrote it down this was a prepared line and let's talk about racial representation was there a single white person on that panel uh i don't i mean it's 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 joy reed and all her yeah i mean it's it's a bunch of like minority random asian dude no there, there wasn't a single white person on there it's like how can you possibly talk about middle america in this way can you imagine how outraged they would be if there were six white men talking about the black community on Fox news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, the other thing about these protests, not really protest, but just resistance that I appreciate last week, we were ripping a lot of cops who we viewed as betraying their constitutional oaths. And I stand by that criticism, but we were wondering where the faithful cops are this week. Some have emerged in Michigan sheriffs in four Northern uh, Northern counties issued a joint press release. And they say they will not strictly enforce Governor Whitmer's orders. They say, quote, uh, while we uh, understand her desire to protect the public, we question some restrictions she has imposed as overstepping her executive authority. She has created a vague framework of emergency laws that only confuse Michigan citizens. Each of us took an oath to uphold and defend the Michigan Constitution as well as the U.S. Constitution and to ensure that your God-given rights are not violated. We believe that we are the last line of defense in protecting your civil liberties. So round of applause for those sheriffs in Michigan. In uh, in Racine County, Sheriff Christopher Schmalling says in a statement on Friday, he will not enforce the governor's stay-at-home order, now extended through May 26th. Oh says, quote, I have confidence in Racine County business owners that they can make the appropriate adjustments in the way they operate during this difficult time to accommodate for the safety of their employees and guests. He warned of overreaching measures taken by state government that will have dire lifetime consequences for business home, uh, businesses, homeowners, and families. He also says, quote, I took an oath to uphold the constitutional rights of our citizens, and I, can, I cannot in good faith participate in the destruction of Racine County businesses or interfere in the freedoms granted to all of us by our Constitution. So, Wow, the ball's on him. Good job. Applause for that guy, too. Hopefully more will follow the lead. And in terms of challenge, um, we have uh, a judge, a federal judge in Kansas blocking the state's limits on religious gatherings. The order was um, the order said that uh, 10 people or fewer could attend religious gatherings in Kansas. This from the governor and Judge John Brooms, Broom, Brumis uh, in Wichita issued an order preventing enforcement of this uh, order, saying, quote, churches and religious activities appear to have been singled out among essential functions for stricter treatment. The lawsuit was filed 
Thursday uh, by a Baptist church in Dodge City. The order does not eliminate all restrictions on churches. Social distancing requirements will remain. But this is exactly the sort of challenge I want to see to get some rules in place for next time. Um, And then just quickly on a few other uh, legal challenges. Two lawsuits have been filed against Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, with her silly no motorboats and no seeds and and all that nonsense bans. She has two federal lawsuits filed against her, arguing her order violates the constitutional rights of Michiganders. The plaintiffs include Michael and Wendy Lacamar, people who own property in Oakland County and Sanilac County. They were traveling between their properties over the Easter weekend and were told by a Michigan state trooper they could not travel between their homes. <laughs> yeah. The, the second lawsuit is from a Michigan business owner arguing that the, uh, the current draconian encroachments on freedom will become the new norm. And then the Mississippi church that we saw, we saw last weekend where they had the drive-in church service and police came and busted it up and said, your rights are suspended. Well, they're now being represented by the Alliance to Defend Freedom, and they have uh, filed a federal lawsuit. According to an ADF lawyer, or an ADF lawyer says, quote, government is clearly overstepping its authority when it singles out churches for punishment, especially in a ridiculous fashion like this. In Greenville, you can be in your car at a drive-in restaurant, but you can't be in your car at a drive-in church service. This is not only nonsensical, it is unconstitutional too. And Bill Barr has actually chimed in, U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr, to say, yeah, I agree. He filed a memo uh, to agree with uh, the church in this case. He also issued a statement about religious crackdowns across the country generally. He says, quote, the Constitution does not uh, does allow some temporary restriction on our liberties that would not be tolerated in normal circumstances. But even in times of emergency, when reasonable and temporary restrictions are placed on rights, the First Amendment and federal statutory law prohibit discrimination against religious institution and re- religious institutions and religious believers. Thus, government may not impose special restrictions on religious activity that do not also apply to similar non-religious activity. Mm, well, wouldn't that, wouldn't that, uh, you know, be the same as what they're doing to the general population? Well, in the case of, in the Mississippi case in particular, they're arguing, no, that you can go to all sorts of drive-in businesses and that's fine. They've singled out drive-in business at a church. Oh, I see. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's what he's saying. And I, I agree with that. Yeah. Analysis. I agree with that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're already behind time, but I'll try to get through the rest of this, uh, this coronavirus stuff and then we'll take a break. So thanks, uh, super chatters for sitting tight. Um, sooner or later, of course, we're going to have to, we're going to have to open up. So Trump to his credit has started making that push this week, starting with a reversal of what he's been saying all along about the governors having the right to manage their States. He tweeted early in the week that he has the total authority to open up state economies. <laughs> and then when he was asked by reporters about those tweets, he, uh, he stuck with that new line claiming he has total authority. Here's Trump. If a governor issued a state home, when you say my authority, the president's authority, not mine, because it's not me. This is when somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. And that's the way it's got to be. Your authority is total. It's total. It's total. And the governors know that. The authority of the president of the United States having to do with the subject we're talking about is total. Uh... Yeah, uh, not not the greatest Trump line, but he did back off of that uh, after the fact. So um, 
obviously I oppose what he's saying there. Anyway, uh, he doesn't have total authority to shut states down. He doesn't have total authority to override state police power and open them back up. But what I enjoyed about this line is that suddenly everybody on Twitter became big fans of the Constitution, big fans of the separation of power, big fans of the 10th Amendment, big fans of all of that. Uh, Read the Constitution trended on Twitter. Read the Constitution. And, um, And hashtag dictator Trump trended on Twitter. And it was very odd how the same people who had been pleading with Trump to institute a nationwide shutdown order just a few weeks ago suddenly decided that a nationwide order to open up would be way beyond the Constitution's limitations. I agree with the read the Constitution people. Just start with Amendment 1 and Amendment 2. Yeah, really. And a bunch of people that derived their sense of morality from a variety of historical dictators. <laughs> take that position. It's like fair enough. Okay. Fair uh, enough. That being said, that was a stupid thing for him to say. He he did he back off of time of emergency. Did he? That was that he was asked almost like three or four or five reporters asked him that same question in that, uh, that uh, briefing. And he responded basically the same way he did back off of it later in the week. So he's not, he's not sticking to that. Um, he has now said that he's going to uh, allow all 50 governors, even allow is kind of a wrong word. Then all 50 governors are, are going to decide how and when to open their states. And Trump has released federal guidelines for how to do that. I'm not going to bore you too much. I'm not going to go through all of these, but it's the idea is three phases according to certain infection benchmarks. So if you're in a low infection place, phase one reopening would be restaurants, movie theaters, sports venues, religious venues. They'd open with social distancing still in place. Phase two would be schools, organized youth activities, non-essential travel. If you're going to fly somewhere, that's you know no longer an advisement against that. Phase three is vulnerable in- individuals uh, can resume public interactions, but continue with social distancing. And we're already seeing states start to do this. As of this weekend, uh, beaches are reopening in Florida and Texas. State parks are reopening on Monday in Minnesota. Uh, golfing, boating, hunting, and biking are back as of Saturday morning. Beaches and retail stores will open in South Carolina starting uh, this next week. And you will see uh, more places follow the lead now other than um, than New York, of course. And the last thing I want to say on all this coronavirus stuff is uh, I, I haven't I haven't been able to speak about my new I'm, I'm a new big fan of the my my neighbor to the east, the governor of my neighbors to the east, the South Dakota governor, because the big question is for the vast majority of the country. How much of this has even been necessary? How much of this has even been effective? And if rural areas like Montana or South Dakota are already socially distanced by default, what was the point of committing economic suicide? If massive amounts of people have already been exposed to this coronavirus, what was the point of committing mass economic suicide? So I've admired South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem throughout this for being one of only a few governors to have the balls or the lady balls in this case to believe in freedom and to trust her people to make the right decisions for themselves. And for that, she has taken tons of criticism. She responded on Laura Ingram's show uh, this week. First, we'll hear some of the criticism and then her response. Smithfield Foods, now largest coronavirus hotspot in U.S. Christy Nome has insisted that she still will not issue a stay-at-home order in her state. Her state is home to one of the country's largest coronavirus hotspots. The governor just lets this problem get bigger and bigger and bigger and wants to think that she can pretend it out of existence. 
And South Dakotans are doing a fantastic job following my recommendations, and we've been able to keep our businesses open and allow people to take on some personal responsibility. What they're neglecting to tell folks is that this processing plant is critical infrastructure. Regardless of a shelter-in-place order or not, it would have been up and running because it's an important part of our nation's food supply. The people of South Dakota uh, can be trusted to make good decisions. We have common sense. Uh, that's why people want to live here, and that's why I love living here. And I had a real honest conversation with the people in our state. I told them I took an oath to uphold the Constitution of our state of South Dakota. I took an oath when I was in Congress, obviously, to uphold the Constitution of the United States. I believe in our freedoms and liberties. What I've seen across the country is so many people give up their liberties for just a little bit of security, uh, and they don't have to do that. There she there, is. There There's is a the woman one. There's that the I would one. vote for. There's a woman <laughs> I would vote for. I said it here. Um, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. That That's exactly what I want to hear anybody say in this position. I, I she would must be love to hear my governor say something like that. Instead, he's issuing proclamations that the Easter Bunny is essential business. I mean, the, the pair on that lady compared to Steve Bullock, my governor, I, I'm a big appreciator of her. And of course, you're right. She's taken all sorts of, of heat. The hit pieces they're all across various publications this week and they're calling as she mentioned south dakota is a a hot spot not it's really a, it's like five spot. people live there but by what measure it's it's so in deaths per million as you can see on your screen they're the third lowest state now sure you might say well why do we compare south dakota to new york and new jersey fine don't compare south dakota to their neighbor states of montana or minnesota where they have locked everything down and <laughs> south dakota is still much lower in in uh per capita deaths so they they rip her for the, there's a there's an infection site at a pork processing plant as she mentioned you have a couple hundred cases at a pork processing it's plant essential, in Sioux Falls. so who cares it, it would be open in any other state so. yeah how would that have been prevented by any order anyway oh, I, i'm what on I her wikipedia page all right she's got three kids she's married presumably to the person that is father of her children she owns her own ranch she hunts and since 1989, she has received 27 traffic citations, 20 for speeding. That make, like, makes me like her. <laughs> She's got place. Listen, South Dakota, Montana, you got long distances between places. Yep. She's got a you gotta metal drive foot. Fast. You got to drive rolling. fast. Good for uh, her. Seriously speaking, Black Hills, very beautiful area. Uh, maybe, maybe I should consider heading to South Dakota. I, I appreciate it. And just... Even if you don't agree with what she's saying or how she's managing her state, at least she's being one of the people who's inspiring some thought to say, look, we need to take a critical look at whether what we've done to alleviate the coronavirus outbreak has actually done that in any meaningful way. Or have yeah. we just added a gigantic amount of economic hardship with little to no mitigating effect? And she'll be vindicated also. Well, these people are the peak is going to hit South Dakota. South Dakota is going to become a Corona graveyard. OK, I'll wait to see. Meanwhile, our governor is still standing up there saying, I have no plan. We're going to shut down the state indefinitely. And what do we have to show for it? We have more deaths per capita in Montana than does South Dakota. So we have more deaths per capita and we've drastically damaged our small businesses. Which is better? Which would you prefer? Yeah, it's Anyway, we're we're late for a break. I appreciate everyone's patience. We should catch up. I'm with not some reading super this first super chat. Is, is that the really gross one? It's so gross. <laughs> it's. it's uh, can you give a shout out to the person? I did read hey, it. Hey two a. It was hey two a. Let's no, just say no, it. The, uh, it's oh, two it's two a. 
Yeah, okay. 2A spelled kind of, uh, I wonder if that's a Second Amendment reference or if it's just a whatever. Anyway, uh, it is, <laughs> the gist for people is that I broke quarantine to do what I do with many listeners, which is, you know, some sort of romantic endeavor. Mm-hmm. It's probably too graphic. Is this what yeah. you call romance, you filthy animal? <laughs> Thank you, 2A. Uh, the gaming annex. When your show comes on, my wife says, oh, Matt Christensen is on. Time to take my bra off. I find this disconcerting. <laughs> and I'm not that concerted to begin with. Ooh, thank you for the large donation. Oh, it was all right. Um, I owe a, I owe a, a Bernie. You say. Uh, thanks for supporting the show and niggardly. Thanks for keeping your husband happy. I guess uh, uh, if you're over on D Live, uh, I'm going to open up the treasure chest for you. So sit tight. She's doing it for you. Nobody Google the coronavirus prevention handbook and download it from the Morello web link. It's written by the guy who brought the woo flu to you. I think it's funny. He's profiting off the apocalypse, don't you? Hmm. Um, not necessarily this guy, because I don't know anything about this, but I uh, have myself brainstormed how I can profit off of the panic of the world. Plenty of people. Are, there are lots of people who are going to come out uh, richer than they already were because of this. Even honest actors, you know, even big business who's just like, we're not doing anything wrong. It's just you've destroyed all the small business and those people need jobs. So now they work here. Yep. Yeah. Eric Charmella. I see what you did there. But we didn't get booted. I was going to say that's risky on a Sunday. We didn't get booted, but it's like spelled all weird. So it kind of got me. Erica Marshmallow. My God. Uh, But we didn't get booted on Wednesday. So it's fine. Um, My little sister just had her second child, Ashton, on Tuesday. He and Emmeline are in for a rough ride growing up in post-quarantine America. I sincerely hope it's worth the hassle. It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. And congratulations. Uh, Alexandria Hawk got my stimulus money this week. Have some Ooh. devalued inflated Corona bucks, you base <laughs> red pill merchants. Thanks for the Sandy safe space. I really have to go to the bathroom. Well, thank you uh, for sending some of that our way and for supporting the show. Just uh, came you need over a break. Me. You need a break, you say? Just quick. Just quick. Um, I'm going to, okay. I had to reload. Where'd you leave off? Um, Alexandria Hawk. I can read one more. Okay. Uh, Dakota stands the next one. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to come back Dakota. Just sit tight real quick. D live. Um, crypto crook says, do you remember I promised meddling with us elections? I got ahead. Uh, all right. I, it got out of hand. It seems sorry about that. Well, that was you. You did a, a real number. Let me tell you. Thanks to the rest of our, um, Thanks to the rest of our supporters on DLive as well. I have to say, the DLive now tells me I can enforce the $10 rule on, on DLive. Uh, so thanks for supporting the show, guys. And uh, just try to keep things moving along. That's all. Appreciate, appreciate all the support. Um, Dakota Stanton says, have some socialism stimulus money. The rest is going to be a Beretta 92FS because I thought the government would uh, hate that purchase. Well, any gun is a good purchase with your Corona box. Uh, and enjoy. And you don't have to look at it as socialism stimulus money. Uh, it's your money. I mean, uh, presumably you probably paid, if you're working in any capacity in this country, you probably paid 1200 or more in taxes. Uh, and it's your money. You, you shouldn't look at it as, a, as some handout. It's your money that you earned and was taken from you, and now it's just being given back. Alpha Josh says, uh, have some have some money for always being awesome, the best part of my week. Well, that's very kind of you. I am Thanks not for supporting the show. Much appreciated. Uh, Nathan says Michigan represent. Well, good to hear. I was inspired by the good people of Michigan this week. So, so thank you for that. And I hope, uh, I hope Whitmer, um, I hope Whitmer suffers electoral defeat. I hope she goes away, uh, real quick over on Streamlabs, Raggle Fraggle. Oh, sorry. Cameron says, um, 
Did you watch E. Michael Jones's new video where he called out the Michigan AG for being a terrible leader on account of her being a dyke? I did. I not. did. It said there was like a big <laughs> screen that came up and it said, um, lesbians are unfit leaders. I looked it up because I saw this chat before we went live. And it, she is in that is factually accurate that she's a lesbian, at least. Oh, you're, you're doing a belly. This is typically a Wednesday feature. So this is a, yeah. this is a bonus for Sunday viewers. Glad to see the people there aren't going to put up with those measures. Let's hope more states will follow suit. I agree. Michigan was an inspiration this week. Raggle Fraggle says, hey, guys, I want to play a game with the chat. We haven't done this one in a while. What would you what would the virus be called if it came from somewhere else? My submission <laughs> is if it came from Germany, it would be called Mein Kampf. <laughs> Mein Kampf. Thanks, guys, and have a great show. Well, if people want to submit, go for it. Um, I I, let's take a couple more over on... Um, over on Super Chat, and we'll move on. I left off at uh, William Buffington. No, no, thanks for supporting the show. Metal Man's up next. Um, Metal Man, you say? Yes. He says, Update uh, from last yeah, week. Sheriff Parker backed down after a short standoff and asked that I at least stop making C4 Tannerite vests for my local squirrel militia. I obliged. <laughs> wink, wink. Well, we, of course, endorse all uh, the, the strict following of all local, state, and federal regulations on firearms or destructive devices. Thank you for that. Quen Funderburk. Chicago's about to get ugly. They don't want to extend our lockdown to the end of May. We're the lone white family in Cicero, and I fear for my safety. I fear, wait, I fear for their safety when my culturally enriched neighbors start running out of food. I don't know what you could possibly mean. Hopefully uh, you already have a gun there. I've, I've been told that in a lot of these places that are heavily restricted, that they've all but shut down the process. Like in Illinois, you have to have the FOID card. So you got to go through this whole state process to get an ID slash license to get a gun at all. And then in a lot of places, they've just shut down the state uh, giving those out. So ho- hopefully you're prepared. Uh, should we go back to the show? I can string a, a sentence together. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> yeah. We're probably in all right shape to uh, to carry on. Appreciate everyone's patience tonight. Um, I know I went long on the coronavirus stuff. But we just have uh, a few more topics. I want to talk Joe Biden. Everyone finally endorsed him. And then uh, we've got a few other items before we get out of here. And we'll circle back to Super Chat, of course. Uh, but w- once there was no more opposition... Once he was the only man standing on the Democratic side, suddenly Joe Biden's most enthusiastic and high-profile endorsements started pouring in, beginning, of course, with President My Boss this week, Barack Obama himself. Underrated Joe Biden gaffe, by the way. You remember that one? Uh, yeah, when President My Boss, that's pres- right. But that was President before the campaign, my wasn't boss. it? I think, no, that was like in the fall or something, wasn't it? Was it it really? I don't remember. I can't remember. President My Boss, Barack Obama. Obama posted a 12-minute video or made a 12-minute video for posting on Joe Biden's YouTube channel this week. Here is a uh, small sampling of what that sounded like. I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States. Choosing Joe to be my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made. Now, Joe will be a better candidate for having run the gauntlet of primaries and caucuses alongside one of the most impressive Democratic fields ever. Each of our candidates were talented and decent. And that's certainly true of the candidate who made it farther than any other. Because one thing everybody has learned by now is that the Republicans occupying the White House and running the U.S. Senate are not interested in progress. They're interested in power. The other side has a massive war chest. The other side has a propaganda network with little regard for the truth. Right now, we need Americans of goodwill 
to unite in a great awakening against a politics that too often has been characterized by corruption, carelessness, self-dealing, disinformation, ignorance, and just plain meanness. Yeah, except well, he's talking he's talking about you though. <laughs> yeah, really. I agree with that last part, except for the meanness part. Everybody needs to be a little meaner. Um, but it, you know, that was some militia talk right there. It's hard to believe he's saying these things with a straight face. And I'm not saying, oh, the Republican Party's perfect. They're not guilty of anything that he's talking about. But the idea that his team, the DNC, Joe Biden, that they're not at least as guilty of the exact same bullshit that he's talking about. Come on, dude. And so, the disinformation, thing, that's suggestive of media, which is clearly controlled by the left. No, the, the Republicans have one propaganda. Yeah, you have five. You have five propaganda networks, possibly more. Uh, but I, I appreciated the part where he said, oh, this was the most impressive Democratic field ever. And that's why, you know, Joe Biden is so great is because he emerged victorious from the most impressive field ever. Alternatively, the field was shit. And Joe Biden was the begrudging choice of people who were like, fine. I'll settle for Joe. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Joe or an old communist. I guess I'll take Joe. If you believe that Joe Biden would, that, that everyone, everyone thought, Oh, this field is so impressive, but Joe Biden's the most impressive. Okay. That's fantasy world, but okay. Then this, the comment of oh, Republicans only want power. Again, maybe that criticism is fair in some context, but a massive lull that that doesn't apply to the Democrats. What don't they want to control at the federal level? Is there anything that they want the private sector to handle? Is there any problem that they think can't be solved by tax and spend? Name one. Every single problem under the sun, the federal government should manage it and we should, and they should tax and spend to do it. I mean, you could tell he wasn't speaking in earnest though. Because of the fly that landed on his face. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Because you can just tell like in his eyes that he's like, uh, is this what I've been reduced to? But at that point, why bother? Why bother endorsing him? Yeah, good question. What's I the incentive the, for Barack Obama? Just to say he did to be a good guy. He's largely know. left public life. He's rich. He has a uh, high profile security for the rest of his life. Two awesome houses. It's like, well, why, why do you need to put your oar in? I can appreciate that he has mostly shut the hell up. I can't appreciate that. And but I would the, say that he for must any be incentivized in some way here. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know his motive. The other thing I wanted to say that really bothered me about this, though, was it was subtle. But you notice he says Americans of goodwill need to unite and vote. Joe. Can I not be an American of goodwill and vote for Trump? Yeah. Really. Is that we're, we're all people of ill will who mm-hmm. don't vote the way you tell us to. I, mean, I am a on. person of ill will, though. <laughs> ill will for the right people. That's a big yeah, difference. <laughs> what does that even mean? How, how do you become a person of goodwill of, of general goodwill? That, that's meaningless. Nobody's like that. Well, and it, the, to the point you're making the idea that universal, how do I want to phrase this? There is a such thing as misplaced goodwill or unwise goodwill. That is a thing that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Bernie Sanders joined Joe Biden's live stream this week to announce his endorsement. Ugh. The big question, will we so be doing I- this same stream when we're that old? Will there, will there, will there be a parallel stream of us this far into oh the future? God. Dueling Skeksis over here. Nice. <laughs> I, I am asking all Americans. I'm asking every Democrat. I'm asking every independent. I'm asking a lot of Republicans to come together in this campaign 
to support your candidacy, oh. which I endorse, to make certain that we defeat somebody who I believe, and I'm speaking just for myself now, uh, is the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country. I mean, yeah, he, he keeps repeating that line. He looks 10 years older than Biden, but he's way more mentally sharp. I just can't believe that they chose Biden as like the safest <laughs> candidate. What are you talking about? He has all the plans. We'll get to him in a moment. I mean, this wasn't even people were obviously pissed because you've been listening to Bernie talk about destroying the establishment for months right. or years. And then he licks the boots of this establishment, which he always does. Which he always does. But he also did an interview with the AP this week, and he says if it's irresponsible not to vote for or support Joe Biden. So <laughs> just a few weeks ago, it was irresponsible to support the establishment. Now it's irresponsible not to. And just remember, as you were saying, when it comes down to it, Bernie always folds. Now, as a practical matter, he's too old. His political career is done. Right, but what's regardless. his incentive, though, too? Like... Barack Obama, I, I think there's his a incentive financial is just, incentive that I understand it because he probably has 30 more years of life left. But like Bernie Sanders is just he's I think he just gets in door. He just gets in line for the DNC when they crack the whip, which is maybe I'm wrong because it seems inexplicable. They screwed him over in 2016 with the debate ringing. They screwed him over this time when they got Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg to get in line right before Super Tuesday to pave the way for Joe. Bernie Sanders routinely gets screwed by the DNC and then he just bends yeah. over and takes it in the end. Right, that, but that's you think that at the end of his life, after a massive coronary, that he would care about protecting his legacy uh, more than anything else. He's already amassed enough wealth um, he's not going to live for that much longer. It's like, it's such a bad look touting yourself as an anti-establishment candidate and then licking Joe Biden's butthole. It's like, and what are you doing? He's sending emails fundraising on behalf of the DNC. Now I will do everything in my power to defeat Donald Trump this year. I need you to join me by making a donation to the democratic party today. You think they're blackmailing I mean, him? I don't know. I mean, I'm open to suggestions cause it does seem odd. What possible incentive does he have to participate? Um, in this other than being a good teammate. But the point is, why would you be a good teammate for people who have screwed you over each and every time they can? Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just don't really understand the mindset. Elizabeth Warren threw her, her support behind Joe Biden this week with a Twitter video. Here's what that sounded like. Ugh. Empathy matters. Ugh. And in this moment <laughs> of crisis, it is more important than ever Look, that fat. the next president restores yeah. Americans' faith in good, effective government. When Donald Trump is gone, we will need to do more than heal a nation that has been bitterly divided. We will need to rebuild and transform our country. Joe Biden is a selfless public servant. He is committed to the fight for social, racial, and economic justice. Joe Biden will lead a government that works for the American people. And now it's up to all of us to help make Joe Biden the next president of the United States. Let's get to work. Is this all about race? Is that is that what this is? It seems so. I, the idea that you're going to nominate this decrepit old man to be the uh, the guy who leads us into a racially just future. Okay. Uh, I'm or sure. they think that because he's he has dementia that he is the most likely to be obsequious to he's malleable they can mold yeah. him into a Is racial hero it? maybe there's no way there's uh, not something more sinister at play here i couldn't disagree more with everything she was saying on a general level empathy to your point you're just talking about goodwill empathy also 
doesn't always matter. That is to say, empathy from government, I really couldn't give much of a shit about. I care that you defend people's rights. That's about it. Don't need you to feel good or make me feel good about doing it. It makes and, people less predictable also, which I'm not. That's yeah, it's not a, a subjective. It's a subjective taste thing. It's exactly. not. I don't I don't care. And, and faith in government. We need to restore faith. Faith in government is not a virtue. This country is founded on skepticism of government. I'm not saying there's no role for government. I think there is. I think its role is to secure the rights of the people. But skepticism of government power is the virtue, not faith in government and the expansion of government power. That That's just silly talk. Um, and, and to the point on empathy, too, empathy can be the guise through which a lot of injustice happens. You can think you're being empathetic to people while robbing them of their freedoms, for example, because freedom's too dangerous. That's the empathetic thing to do in the context of what's going on right now. Anyway. Oh, and then all the, the list of euphemisms, my least favorite of which is uh, economic justice. Yeah, what does that even mean? What, what else do they say? Like climate justice sometimes, things like that. It's like the, the, these are meaningless terms so that leftists can feel good about themselves. And they say Joe understands. Joe doesn't forget. He understands nothing and he's forgotten everything. Literally, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the state of his his mental capacity right now. They also Let, showed him touching a lot of people in that ad. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't notice. New York yeah. Times might want to take a look for some evidence. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing I'll say on, on Joe Biden before we move on, uh, these Team Joe memes this week were hilarious. So Joe actually uh, released this template back in March, but I hadn't seen it back then. It's an image template that says, I'm Team Joe. And then you put in your own photo. You're like, oh, I'm Team Joe. I'm Matt from Montana. As though anyone's going to do that seriously and it's not going to be a great trolling opportunity. So, of course, all kinds of awesome ones circulated on Twitter and elsewhere. I'm Jim Jones is Team Joe. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein is Team Joe from Beyond the Grave. Uh, Jihadi John, he's Team Joe. <laughs> to this one in a moment. Uh, a guy with hairy legs. Generally, <laughs> he's Team Joe. Uh, don't Google Tara Reed Doge. Uh, he's team Joe, uh, Chinese leader, Xi Jinping. He's okay, team Joe. Okay. Generic Karen, generic <laughs> Karen is team Joe. But interestingly, so I, I didn't follow this account. I don't know much about it, but it was a high profile conservative account at ALX or Alex. I, I don't know. I'm not aware of this guy, but he tweeted this variant with, uh, with Xi Jinping being on Team Joe, Twitter banned him for that. Oh, come on. For just a fun political joke. As of this recording, his account is still suspended. Sources say Twitter banned him for violating the rules against platform manipulation and spam. I thought they were going to say political disinformation, which is their, their new band. Or whatever. political advertising or whatever. If you haven't been banned from Twitter this late in the game, you're not trying hard I, enough. I'm trying. I'm trying. I've been getting in. I've been mixing it up a little bit more lately. Mm. I did get a 12 hour ban. Um, well, I've been temporarily banned because someone dug up a tweet from 2012 where I called someone a fag. And then I got a 12 hour ban related to that Fred Gutenberg exchange. What happened? I already forgot. That was only a few weeks ago. Uh, that we went for it. Oh it yeah. Miles. The guy, the guy called me a pussy for defending <laughs> gun rights. Right. And I replied yeah. to calling him a pussy sarcastically and they banned me, but not him. So I'm close. <sighs> Uh, Twitter says the ban is permanent for at ALX not coming back because he tweeted a Xi Jinping Joe Biden meme. Mm. Okay. Anyway, I'm uh, moving along. Uh, Chris Cuomo over at CNN. He, um, 
remember he he has been diagnosed as corona positive as of a few weeks ago and apparently he's had some time for reflection during his quarantine on his Sirius XM show on Monday apparently he has a Sirius XM radio show that's news to me he said he's been thinking about his career and decided he doesn't like what he does oh oh wait 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 I, I went too far I forgot the clip that you didn't want to see oh fuck the, before we can move on to Chris Cuomo, no. yes, this is your presumptive Democratic nominee who has the plan for everything. This uh, this is Joe Biden at a Corona town hall with Sanjay Gupta and Anderson Cooper on CNN uh, this week. I had to pay attention to Sanjay Gupta's face. That was the best part. The things that that have to be done. Um, you know, there's a uh, during World War. Two, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with a thing uh, that uh, you know was totally different than a than the, the it's called he called it the you know the World War Two he had the war the, the War Production Board. That's the man no! with the plan to save the day. <laughs> I don't want to relish anyone's mental de- demise. This is painful I don't enjoy to watch. It. I'm not happy for it, but I, I reserve the right to chuckle at, the, at this being the, as Obama says, the finest of a fine selection of democratic choices. Have we no humanity? Where is his wife that is like, listen, it's time to hang it up, Joe. It's suicide by campaign. We've had They must not want to wanna win. Suicide by campaign. They're planning on him dying so they could insert some like Michelle Obama to be a hero or figure. Klobuchar. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, whoever he picks as vice president is the de facto presidential nominee. Oh, God, this is so painful. Grandpa, put your pants on, Grandpa. As I mentioned, to return back to Cuomo. So he takes to his radio show and he describes, listen, I don't, I've reflected, I don't like what I do professionally, says Chris Cuomo. I don't want to spend my time doing things that I don't think va- are valuable enough to me personally. Like what? Well, I don't like what I do professionally, I've decided. I don't value indulging irrationality, hyperpartisanship. I don't think it's worth my time. And I don't want some jackass, loser, fat tire biker um, to be able to pull over uh, and get in my face and in my space and talk bullshit to me. Some cat just basically pulls up in the driveway next to yours and starts getting in your face about stuff. How, how's that going to go? Well, I that was this, a moment of serious clarity right there. He walked, he's walked back the commentary about his career. I'm more interested in this biker thing, which we'll get to in a moment, but Chris Cuomo, um, because that could be interpreted to say like, I'm not satisfied with media generally or CNN generally, People wanted some clarification on Tuesday's episode. He clarified saying he's never been in a better position professionally than where he is right now with CNN after signing a long-term contract. He says his frustrations are not with the show itself, but whether his personal efforts are having the impact he wants. So it sounds like he's saying his frustrations are about his own management or performance on the show, not CNN or the media generally asked for a response. CNN directed CBS news to uh, Cuomo's, explanation yeah i mean maybe he's having a moment of clarity about his own career and whether he cares about owning trump more than the truth too much i was more interested in this claim about some jackass loser biker getting heated with me wondering what that's actually about so what's that story so okay this biker guy who's who's just said his name is david he's 65 this was in east hampton 
And he did an interview with the post where he calls, where he calls Cuomo scary, stupid. So he said he was riding his bike by Cuomo's property on Sunday. And he noticed that Cuomo um, was with his wife, another woman and three kids uh, around the property. And so he stopped like a hundred yards away and the wife was like, can I help you? And then I guess Cuomo intervened and he, and then the, the dude, this David dude was like, yo, Cuomo, why are you not following social distancing guidelines? <laughs> and Cuomo said, who the hell are you? I can do what I want. Wow. And then he just ranted screaming. I'll find out who you are. So I said to him, your brother is the coronavirus czar and you're not even following his rules on necessary travel. He just began to boil more. He said, this is not the end of this. You'll deal with this later. We will meet again. <laughs> <laughs> this guy filed a police report. But at first I was like, oh, I guess there is some um, trolley Republican in the Hamptons or at least somebody that hates Chris Cuomo. But no, this was just a Karen David um, who was a <laughs> lifelong Democrat, like actually worried about the social distancing stuff. Yeah. Well, you reap what you sell, man. And enjoy. Uh, I wonder, I wish there was footage of this because in the Fredo conference, in the Fredo confrontation, even though I do think that, that, um, that Chris Cuomo overreacted, it was sort of, there was a part of me that appreciated the guy was kind of trolling him publicly. And if someone's doing that to you publicly, when you're with your family, you tell them to fuck off. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I support that. Now, do I think that Fredo is the same thing as the N word and all the other ridiculous crap that he said? No, I don't. But I, I'm not going to be that mad at him for being confronted in the, with his family, just walking around, having a fun day to themselves and, and getting a little heated in responding to a guy who's going after him. I, I didn't really have as much of a problem with the Fredo altercation um, as, as maybe some other people, people did. did. But this, when he was but, talking about it, it's like he flirted with some self-awareness about personal freedom and the importance of personal freedom. Yeah. Well, it is funny if that's accurate that he said like, fuck you, I do what I want basically. (laughs) Well, isn't that funny? Everyone else needs to do what you tell them, but you do what you want. Oh, that sounds like every authoritarian ever. Ironically, if somebody harassed me for not wearing a face mask or something like this, that, that is exactly how I would react. Yeah, fuck you, I do what I want. Fuck you, I do what I want. <laughs> Which <laughs> I think exactly is, I in most contexts, a perfectly valid response. The question is, do you tell other people not to do what they want? Uh, but he's in media. Test. Nobody has to listen to him. If this had happened to his brother, I would feel differently about this. Yeah, and to be fair to Chris Cuomo, I've not listened attentively to everything he said about how strictly we should follow these rules, what his opinions are. It is his brother drawing up those guidelines, but that doesn't mean that he automatically has to support them or agree with them. And then of course he backtracked like a big puss. Like, oh no, I love my career licking people's buttholes. And I talked a lot about buttholes on this episode. Haven't (laughs) I I said this a couple times, um, you know, on CNN all the time. I love my job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, I just want somebody to say something unpopular. And then when they are asked to apologize, be like, fuck you. Like what what's, Kevin Hart almost did. What's the angle on the police report on this? Is it just that like Cuomo was threatening or what, what's yeah, why? Yeah, because he said, I'll find you. And so this guy filed oh. a police report. And then okay. um, later he was like, uh, he didn't oh, plan yeah. on pressing charges. Threat. Perceived threat, yeah. Unless I get any more feeling that this guy's a threat to me. So, you know, both these people are chodes. This is a double <laughs> chode situation right here. Some jackass loser on a fat bike. <laughs> was a, mount, a mountain bike in... Uh... What it was one mean? of those. It was one does of those mean, bikes with the fat tires. What is what is that? I th- when I hear that, I think mountain bike. But does that mean something else? 
No, I mean, I see people around like riding these, these, I think they're road bikes, but they've got like really thick, fat tires. Mm, okay. I think that's what he was talking about. Well, last story for the night. Uh, <laughs> I don't follow NASCAR closely, but I do follow stories where someone says the N word and their life gets destroyed. So I'll probably misspeak about some car stuff, but follow me here. This is, uh, it's not quite, I don't, I'm not going to play the sounder because it's not really hoax hate. He actually said it, as we'll hear in a moment. This is NASCAR driver Kyle Larson. He was fired by Chip Ganassi Racing after he appeared on a live stream of a racing video game. Nearly all of his sponsors have dropped him as well. The event was last Sunday. It was an iRacing event where he appeared to lose communication with his spotter in the headset. And so while checking the microphone, trying to get the guy's attention, he uttered the N-word. And it would appear that he was not aware that the communication was being live streamed. So it was a bit of a was. hot mic moment. If you're if if you're offended by the hard R N word, uh, turn down your volume. And Susan, I play this for reporting purposes. Of course, I we're disav- real journalists. Susan. I disavow. Good. You don't hear me at all. I can see it. You can't hear me. Hey, nigger. Wow, pig. Kyle, you're talking to everyone, but <laughs> yeah, we heard that. <laughs> you can see some of the reaction in the that bottom That was quite the there. risk. I I'm surprised that I haven't seen him say what his awareness level was. But like, this is an event with a lot of you're communicating with a lot of people, even if it's not live streamed, and you know that there's probably live streaming involved, even if it's not you specifically. I'm surprised he made that decision. But um, didn't the PewDiePie do this? Well, he said the word in the context of jokes and stuff too, right? I, th- I think he or no, was no, he said it. Games. That's right. He's that's right. He did say it in a game, and he said it like out of frustration. He just yeah, I don't, I don't it. care. But we're not going to ruin somebody's life or something like this. this well, is I'll tell you who does care. Kyle Larson. He went to Twitter to apologize for the grave injustice and wrong he has committed. This is what he had to say in response. Yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry. Um, you know, last night I made a mistake and said the word that should never ever be said and um you know there's no excuse for that you know i wasn't raised that way you know i understand the damage is probably unrepairable and you know i I own up to that but i just wanted to let you all know how sorry i am and you know i I hope everybody is is staying safe during these crazy times is that guy even white i don't don't he's he's like half japanese or something i don't know what his uh, he doesn't get some asian pass i don't know Uh, i mean first of all if we start firing or destroying people's lives uh, based on Xbox Live Talk or other video game talk. Uh, almost every millennial male uh, has to have his life destroyed and needs to be canceled. That's just true. Or people's private conversations, as Caitlin Bennett has found out this week. Oh, there was that, too. Although, I guess this technically doesn't count as private conversation. It was live-streamed. I mean, he just thought it was a private conversation. Who cares? I just I just don't care. I mean, if we're going to set the standard for people, then everybody's going to be ruined. And... It, for him to come out and say the damage, I know the damage is probably unrepairable. Well, is it? Who was damaged? Like Who was personally damaged by this unfortunate incident? I get brands don't want to associate with that, but should we really ruin his life? Now, I'd like to say who, in fact, had their lives destroyed, who was harmed by this event. And I thought that 
maybe his friend Bubba Wallace, who everybody's flocking to because he's the one black guy in NASCAR. <laughs> oh, good. We got to go get the commentary from the black driver. There's That's one they... black guy in NASCAR and his name he, is Bubba. I don't know if he's the only one. That's racist. Daryl Bubba Wallace. So he was he was asked by people to respond. And I was hoping that he would say something like, uh, don't care. I race cars. Who gives a shit? It's just a word. That is not what Bubba Wallace oh, had no. to say, though. He posted a, a block of text, which is difficult to read on, on Twitter. And he says um, that saying the N-word is not just a word. Okay. Uh, he says he'll be working with Kyle Larson to address diversity and inclusion in the sport. <laughs> oh, I thought you were leaving. Oh, no. Uh, okay, good luck with that. But the thing, like, Kyle Larson did not call you an N-word. You're just using your race to browbeat other people of a different race to tell them what words they cannot, they can and cannot use. Uh, how it's outrageous. This is just silly. It's, the moment we stop giving this word so much power is the moment trolls stop uttering it for exactly this sort of reaction. If you start saying, uh, yeah, I don't fucking care. It's a word. I have cars to drive. Then all of a sudden you remove the power from that and nobody cares anymore. This sort of reaction is exactly why people continue to care. Or just don't address it. I mean, I'm still in the camp of like, if you do something like this, be like a leftist and just lay low and tell people forget. People, people forget. Well, Unless you're Paula Dean, they'll forget. <laughs> it's tough when they've, as far as I can tell, his NASCAR career is all but destroyed right now. So he has to find something else to do. Well, NASCAR career, that in and of itself is a problem. That was well, it's, but it's millions of dollars. I mean, this isn't just some small thing. This, this guy was apparently a rising star uh, and making tons of money. He was going to die in a fiery crash in the next five years anyway. Maybe this <laughs> is for the best. Maybe and the your- N-word saved his life. interesting hot take if uttering the n-word saves just one life wouldn't you do it in these (laughs) uncertain times yep yeah i think you better Uh, think about it people can recover from Uh, this um like there's this uh beauty this beautuber that i like kathleen lights she just does makeup but she was uh she's this cute little cuban girl and she was wearing like a vr headset and she uh was live streaming and then she she accidentally said it like in the same way uh she said it just like out of just what was the context she, like messed something up and she it was like saying oh shit but she said like, <laughs> that's kind of what PewDiePie did yeah it was like yeah it was like that and then she just yeah. kind of like issued some lukewarm apology stayed off the internet for two months and now nobody ever talks about it well to your point uh, maybe you can lay low and survive it but I don't if if I'm Kyle Larson or advising him do you think the bullshit apology video on Twitter helps as though someone's going to rehire him back now? They're not. It doesn't help him in any way. No, I think that in this situation, you should just like take your licks and get online and just be like, is that apologizing? Be like, clearly not racist. Um, you you made this point a week or two ago where you, oh, it was with, uh, and your point is exactly right. Cause I can't even remember. It was with Andrew Gillum and you're like, hey, great time to have a public controversy because ain't nobody remembering this. I already forgot that he had a meth gay orgy. And pictures of him covered in his own vomit, completely naked with the weirdest pubes I've ever seen. He was Joe Exotic before Joe Exotic and everybody already forgot. Already forgot. At least before we knew about Joe Exotic broadly. But Paula Dean is the only one that can never come back from what she did. And I think it's because she's an old fat white lady that is like focused on Southern cooking. Hmm. Maybe. Something unique about her situation. But in general, I mean, look at PewDiePie. Does anybody give a shit or remember or 
or care. Also, no, fundamentally, and his fan base is so durable that it doesn't matter. I know. Fundamentally, I think that when things like this happen, everybody realizes, everybody thinks back to like all the stuff they did in high school and every time they've been blacked out drunk and every person that they've texted a really, really spicy meme to. And they're like, hmm, do I want to go down this road where yeah. I'm indicting people for private conversations or hot mic moments like you all know you've done stuff like this. Every one of you listening has done something. Oh, like it, this. if uttering the N word is the worst thing you've done in your life, you're a goddamn saint. Yeah. You are an incredible person. If yeah. uttering a word is the worst thing you've ever done. Yeah. Anyway, we got to, that's a show. We got to catch up with our chatters. Okay. Thanks for patience guys. Uh, Boogeyman 917. Thanks for the sane voices. You two are frankly the best, the very best of the YouTubes. Oh, well, the thank YouTubes. you. Thank you. Joshy boy. I attended a protest in my hometown of Chattanooga. Met a lot of good people who are ready for the state of Tennessee to reopen. Six cities held protests today. Wow. Good. Wow. Just in Tennessee, six cities. That's good to hear. Derek Finley, is the live birth show going to four hours? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be in labor for like 90 hours. It's going to be a thing. Jason Bolt. Uh, oh. Knowing you, it'll that baby will fall out in two minutes and you'll find a way to be disappointed. You'll be like anxiety. You'll have anxiety about it. Are you, are you saying I have a giant vagina? Is that what I'm happening? saying? It's going to be a smooth and easy process. <laughs> and, and I'll still complain gonna, about it. You'll yeah. be like, this is a sign of an unhealthy child. I need to, <laughs> we, instead of cu cuddling my newborn, I need to Google WebMD and then look at YouTube comments for three hours to make sure things are safe. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I've totally been doing that all week. Uh, Jason Bull. Yeah. I'll guest host. You're welcome. Dakota Stanton. Um, <laughs> I live in Wisconsin and our asshole governor extended the lockdown until June, but I did my duty and protested until June. May 26th is what I saw reported Ugh. in the context of that, that racing County Sheriff. Oh, nobody Four hour live birth stream lulls. That'll piss the left off in every way. <laughs> can you do that on YouTube or is that banned? I mean, obviously I don't think you can show the, uh, the shot. I would guess. Yeah. But can you want like how much can you show of the birthing on YouTube? I wonder. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not live streaming my birth. <laughs> um, Laurel with my son, I was not having any contractions when suddenly my water broke. You think it's going mm. to be one gush and it's over, but no, it's gush after gush for hours. Very messy. Your water broke before you started having contractions. I wouldn't even wow. know what was going on. I would think I just peed myself. Hmm. Ah, oh, metal man. I've been thinking you should do live stream for birth for a while. Nothing below the shoulders. Keep it classy with Matt and your husband doing commentary on the sidelines. ESPN style. <laughs> this sounds like my hell. It'd uh, be a great way for uh, for us to bond. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Mulligan, what consider do you it. Consider it. No. Uh, what do you say to those who claim the states are given emergency powers in their own constitutions? Therefore, the actions taken are not unconstitutional. Keep it. Keep up the great work. Uh, well, I'm not, I'll clarify or, or qualify that I'm not a constitutional scholar. I think that question relates largely to the relationship between the federal constitution and the state, uh, constitutions. There are a lot of people who argue credibly. I think that, that really, uh, the state, state government should be, should be separate from the federal constitution and its original design. Um, my thinking on this issue and as far as the application of the bill of rights through the 14th amendment to the states. I don't have a problem with a with a basic set of shared values as kind of terms of membership to the United States. Yeah, yeah. That said, 
Um, I'm not going to throw those sorts of theories totally under the bus. If the biggest compromise that I have to make is that your state gets to manage its own affairs to its own liking, that's a great system because at least I can move. If I don't, if I live in that state and I hate the way it's being managed, like my dumbass governor <laughs> issuing Easter Bunny proclamations, I can just head down I-90 East and I'll I'll drive to Rapid City and I'll be like, I live with Big Balls Christy Gnome now, and she manages my state. <laughs> Much to my liking, uh, that that's yeah. a, that's a system that's still workable. So yeah, I don't think that that's a. I don't think what you're what you're talking about is crazy. Uh, looking south, on this day in 1775 in Massachusetts, the patriots of this country went to war with the British crown. I can't help but wonder what those patriots would think of us now. Keep up the good work. They they mm. would think that we're giant turncoat pussies that <laughs> ran a good country into the ground and now it's unsalvageable and we should start over. That's exactly what they would think. They would be accelerationists. No, I think they'd be like, well, <laughs> we gave you all this and you fucked it up and go somewhere else and figure it out. Try it out with the same constitution and write. No, we're really serious. That means what it says. Yeah. Plus period. no immigration. Uh, Originalism is the correct interpretation. That's it. <laughs> no matter what happens in the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brendan S. Callahan, some shekels from me and Rachel. Thank you, Brendan and Rachel. Right-wing Thanks. death squads engineer. Matt and I once started mm. making love on Venice Beach and climaxed at the skate park. The sand wasn't the only thing to get everywhere. You know what I mean. Now, this should give you an idea of how disgusting that first super chat was because this I read one, that with relative ease. Yeah, this one made it. Oh, gross. Let's just say two words in it rhymed and the first one started with C. As far as I'm going, there's a couple different interpretations there. And the second one rhymed with B. It started with B. Started with B. Yeah. Or started with B, yeah. Two words yeah. that rhymed C and B. One syllable each. That'll narrow it down. Oh, God. Uh, Daniel Gonzalez. Florida has done more tests than California. If you look at tests per million, Texas has also done more than, than California. Interesting. I didn't know that. But none of those, I don't know how the deaths stack up in those states. I guess I could look, but I closed my window. None of those states are really struggling. And by struggling, what I mean when I say those states aren't struggling is that the healthcare systems are nowhere near overwhelmed. That's the original way this was sold to us. Flatten the curve so we don't overwhelm the healthcare system. And now, now it's, it's like, you can't go outside until there's a vaccine and there are no new cases. It's like, why? Nobody could ever possibly become infected with this. That's the new standard. Yeah. Okay. Well, that seems unlivable. Ryan F., I seem to remember that needing due process and evidence with Kavanaugh wasn't necessary because this wasn't a trial. It was a job interview. Right. That's right. Interesting what they must think running for president is. An entitlement. Hmm. Um, Elijah Wartgau. I can't even describe how much I need the show to get through the week. You are truly my sanity safe space. Thanks for oh, being well, a thanks. beacon of freedom and a press all too willing to give it away. All too willing to give it away. Sorry. Much appreciated. And, uh, and, and I think as I myself crept toward uncharted levels of near black pillism this week, um, I, I, there are optimistic signs. And I think even by the time we talk next Sunday, we're going to have more things open. We're going to have more information. I think news is going to continue to improve as the weeks go on. I, I think the bullshit is behind us, with the exception of maybe a few last stand uh, ridiculous authoritarian holdouts like Governor Whitmer in Michigan and some of the ridiculous people. But I think now the, the trend is going to be easing off. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. No sneeze. I know. Uh, have you sneezed in public yet? It's a really mortifying experience. Since this, you got to you got to do the elbow. I do, but yeah. I just feel like people are like, "She's got it." Oh, because you mean in today's context specifically. Yeah. I've I've coughed. We were waiting for takeout food at Noodles and Company the other day, 
And I and we were the only ones in there, and I I just kind of absentmindedly coughed, and then I I thought in my head, oh fuck, those employees are gonna think I have the Rona, and actually I might even have had the Rona from California. I don't know. Just not <laughs> but worried about. I it. was conscious of it, yeah. Uh, Jacob, uh, remember these governors may be violating their state constitutions, but not the Bill of Rights because the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to the states. Madison wanted them to, but it was voted down. Original intent. But my understanding is they, it does now through the 14th, right? But the 14th is not original intent, of course, because the 14th wasn't in place at the time. And that's the nature but, of amendments, yeah. I guess the, the true originalist would argue that the 14th is not originalist, but the 14th was implemented through proper constitutional process. So I don't know. I mean, these, these arguments are pretty interesting, but I, I think they're kind of around the fringe too. That is to say that we have, I think people who are having this debate have much more in common than people who are like the same people who want Trump to shut down everything and then mm. suddenly believe that he has no authority to open things up. Right. right, right. The, we're dancing around the edges of constitutional interpretation with an originalist lens. I'm much less concerned with. Um, Mike Newman says long live Matt already got some ammo. Going to get some soap. Have to start wearing a mask Monday at work. <laughs> uh, put it on to go to the store 10 hours and it's going to suck. Matt, what gun do you recommend I get with my Corona bucks? Uh, depends what your purpose is. And thank you. If you're supporting our, our show sponsors, if it's Phoenix and hero, thank you for supporting them too. Um, Justin at, at Phoenix ammo is still working overtime, hiring laid off workers to oh, really? pump ammo out. So, so good for him. That's great. Um, maybe we'll have to catch up with him soon, but as far as the firearm depends on your purpose. Are you, are you trying to carry, are you trying to do home defense? Um, uh, you'd have to consider those things. And as I would say, as I do with any firearm purchase, the biggest mistake I made when I started getting into this was buying guns for aesthetic reasons. Don't do, don't buy a gun. Cause you think it like it looks cool or even feels cool. Feel is more important than looks. And shoot of it first, obviously shoot it for, but make sure, especially if you're talking about something for a critical purpose, like home defense or concealed carry, it needs to work. Not 99% of the time, 100% of the time it has What's to be that gun you a, have that was jamming all the time. Oh, that was the first, I, I wanted to carry a 1911 style pistol. And so I bought um, a nine millimeter 1911 model and it's a beautiful gun and it feels good. It ended up being a little too heavy to carry, but the thing just jams all the time. It's not reliable. It's fu It's a fun range toy, but it is not reliable for a life and death scenario, at least to my satisfaction. Um, so you, so that's what I would say, identify your purpose and then go to, hopefully there's an indoor range or an outdoor range, places that rent guns. Just go down there and and have some fun for a day. Rent out a bunch of stuff that suits the purpose you're looking for and pick the thing that that you shoot best. That's the most important thing for that for a life and, and liberty type gun. You need it means that one, the shot functions when you want it to, and yeah. two, that you personally are able to put that shot where it needs to land. That's what matters most. Skip Mayfield, if smoke and fire are coming from anything Alan Omar related, run and seek to co seek cover. Agreed. Um, Eric K. Not sure if you guys heard about it, but Wisconsin State Senator Roger Roth got a sent a request from the Chinese consulate with a resolution for him to pass, praising hmm? China and the CCP on their pandemic reaction. I've not heard a word about that. That's, that's weird. Why Wisconsin? I wonder. Shanique was stunning and brave. I was wrong last week. It turns out that domestic violence can go through the roof, but in lockdown context, Merrily had no excuse for dinner being laid on the table. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. There's that consideration too. Ben Jovi, 55, Wuhan lab guy, got the lunch bat mixed up, uh, the level four infected bat in the work fridge. 
really. Oh, <laughs> he so didn't label hungry. it properly. Yeah. yeah. Middleman. It's been wow. 23 days since my state went into quarantine. I haven't showered in 40. <laughs> my supply of foodstuffs <laughs> is running low. And I made you to cannibalize the neighbor. I'll send a squad from my squirrel militia at first light. I like <laughs> you, right. metal man. Uh, Leaf Sandiger. It's estimated that 10 to 40,000 people die per 1% of unemployment rate. Mm. How many more lives destroyed? Why would we risk this to save people that might die in a few months? Blammo. I'm with Interesting. You. Yeah, I, I was not aware of the stats. Um, what do you think about mixing up uh, between Streamlabs and Super Chat a little bit? I want to make sure we... Sure. Don't just put our Streamlabs people way at the back. And thanks to people supporting on DLive too. Mike DeWine's shit-eating grin. Happy Waco Day, fellow citizen. Remember, your government loves and cares for you. Be a good citizen and don't take uh, and don't do anything to annoy it, or it will antagonize you to try to make you retaliate. And then, <laughs> when you don't, they'll just shoot you. That's today is the Waco anniversary. That's right. Uh, yeah, that and Ruby Ridge. I. Like I said, I didn't know that much about them until like two years ago. Every American should look into Waco and Ruby Ridge, actually Ruby Ridge and Waco in that order and learn about what supposed federal protection ends up becoming when uh, you give them that sort of Thanks, Bill Barr. Um, Phil says, 27 years ago, government forces destroyed a compound full of dissidents. Just a reminder that when push comes to shove, the hand that signs the checks gets what they want. And Waco reference as well. Uh, Phil says an, an honest question or a, a question for the host. Um, why this is spicy. Can I say, why is there a Holocaust Memorial in Northern Idaho? It just seems like yet another attempt to rub Americans noses in it. It's nothing more like I can't read the rest of this, but, uh, the question, the question is why is there a Memorial in Northern Idaho? Um, that's up to the citizens of Coeur d'Alene. I don't have a question. I don't have an answer. I don't know. That. I mean, I, I think it's baffling. It probably, I think it was sponsored by an anonymous donor. Hmm. Uh, Redicus says to prove how ridiculous this thing is getting, I added up to the, I added up the New York area cases and it accelerated for 37% of the total caseload. The next most cities were Boston, Philly, Detroit, L.A., San Fran, and Chicago. So why are we to suffer for the coastal elite? Yeah, I think that's uh, – it's not to minimize what's going on in New York City. I think the situation there is serious, and I think we should uh, probably – we should. the federal government should do its best to supply New York area hospitals as it has. But the idea that the rest of the country has to respond as though it's an emergency where they live when it clearly isn't, that is not the system we designed. Yeah, what's the point of having states' rights if we can't yeah. differentiate based on geographical location? Attack Alpaca says, did you know today was the 25th anniversary of the Oklahoma City bomb? And do they share? Is it the same day, Waco and Oklahoma City? Is that, Timothy was that McVeigh planned? was motivated by first Ruby Ridge and then Waco. So I was unaware of that, but it does make sense that he would do it on the anniversary of Waco. Probably got buried under all the Corona news. Are you too old enough to remember it happening at the time? I'm not. I mean, I... I one of my we were like, seven i remember i don't really remember that i remember like was it before or after oj because i remember people watching the oj trial when i was i think oj was in 95 so oj was after i don't know i think hmm. was this around the same time let me know live early chat. early Siri live chat right? or was uh yeah wasn't oklahoma city earlier i, I can't remember i don't remember uh, Redicus says you missed my message from last week. Sorry about that. Do you think the Rona is a result of the homeless toilet that is public transit? And do you think sleepy Joe catches the Rona, uh, at the convention or, and the convention becomes 
contested and we get a commie challenger while the suicide by campaign theory roars on do i think the um the rona is a public is a result of public transit well i'm I'm sure that's a factor in new york city one of the distinguishing factors that makes new york city so bad you pack people in like sardines into those subways that's not necessarily present in all other places particularly southern california you have something similar with bart in the bay area but southern california everyone just drives nobody's really getting onto like train Mm -hmm. or subway systems like that and they don't live in really compact uh populated apartment complexes like yeah Avoid the coronavirus. C.S. Lewis had the horror of benevolent tyranny described perfectly in God in the Dock. It's a little long, but you could uh, could you read the quote? I can't uh, I can't head over to the quote, unfortunately. But I saw C.S. Lewis had a great quote about uh, the nuclear bomb that kind of applies to coronavirus. That is to say, we we fool ourselves into thinking that every single day is safe and that horrible death isn't awaiting us on a moment's notice <laughs> in every single day. I thought it was a particularly wise uh, and insightful quote. So, and of course I'm interested in CS Lewis as I explore the possibility of considering faith. So, um, so I will, I'll, I'll open it in my browser now and take a look at it later. Thank you for that. Um, I'll come back to Kim in a moment. Let's circle back to super chat. You know, I saw something in the live chat to say blonde doesn't think anybody has the right to live until 90 and die in their sleep. Uh, That's not what I said. I said, people shouldn't expect that people don't, just you just don't get that out of life it's not just given to you we're so desensitized to death it's like everybody's acting like this is just not a part of our culture anymore yeah and of course yeah obviously i think that person has the right to do that and i and i support them uh obtaining the medical treatment or living the lifestyle that they think will get them to the question is it's, it's about what people think they're entitled to. right do you get to control everyone else to achieve it uh clearly not yeah i don't i don't want to live that life Personally, I don't want to, um, I don't want to try to control the rights of other people for my own safety. I I think that's a false bargain. Anyway, I just don't buy that bargain. I don't think Um, that controlling micro controlling everybody else buys me safety. Anyhow, I think that's an illusion mostly. Yeah. I mean, and the, the real question is like, are we entitled to any of the life that, that we're given? It's yeah, a philosophical well, uh, question, but well, every day think, is kind of a gift of life, isn't it? I think that's a right. I, I think that that your right to life. Yeah, I certainly think that's a fundamental right. The question is, no, no. There's a difference between your rights and what you are entitled to. Yeah, but I guess by entitlement you mean what other people have to do or something. No, uh, what people think that they deserve and should get. Hmm. Uh, and and that's well, and I that's think what Americans not, think. They all think that they're going to die at in, when they're ninety and they're. I think crazy. not having someone kill you is a reasonable entitlement, but I, I also don't think that people simply going about their business not knowing that they have coronavirus or if if you knowingly have coronavirus, you're you're a diagnosed positive and you've been asked to quarantine accordingly, and you still go out. And put people at risk. Okay, that's a sort of aggression that I can understand. If you're just a person going about your business, well, this gets into the territory we talked about with with um, with Dave Cullen, where it's like, how many of us have unknowingly transmitted a flu virus in the past that down the line got to some nursing home and killed a person? Are you guilty of murder? Have you violated that person's rights? Or is that just the reality of the biological world that we live in? Well, and that's why it's important to live in a high trust society. Mm. And um, we can't do that because of immigration. So, mm. 
how I always work it back to. But, <laughs> but really, women. that's true. Don't I mean, forget women. They're the ones who made it happen. We live in a low trust society now. We used to live in high trust communities. As, as evidenced by snitch culture right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that this would be the same phenomenon in like the 40s, right? 30s. I don't know. I wonder how these things would apply. I have no idea. Um, Andrew Swan, in the UK, those I talked to were eager for lockdown. The spiritual state of my country concerns me. What mm. was it that you said about a man's innate need for salvation, Matt? I think mm. I've seen it misplaced. Uh, yeah, I sort of came... Uh, this this has been illuminating to me in, in that concept. Uh, I think that human beings have an inherent thirst for salvation. And I think... Well, I, my observation is that while I have intellectual um, difficulties or disagreements with the idea that, that God is the path to that salvation, I certainly think that that thirst for salvation is much more healthy when placed in God than when placed in the state. And I think right now we are seeing a lot of godless people putting their thirst for salvation in the state in a very misguided way. Yeah. That's that's kind of my observation on this. I, I don't know that I personally have a a thirst for salvation in that way. Maybe I do. I don't know. But I think that by and large humans do, and I think it's being put in the wrong place. Well, I think your effective. thirst for salvation manifests in like principled thinking and justice. Like ju- like worldly justice. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, Charles Gaines, first time donation. What better use these Corona bucks than for my favorite YouTubers? Girlfriend <laughs> well, is staying over you. for the apocalypse. Ooh, she hasn't admitted her Michigan. love of blonde yet, but mm. it's coming. I'll get her, Charles. Your girlfriend um, can't come over in Michigan. I hope you're not violating the stay at home order. I do get this email with relative frequency. Like my girlfriend used to fucking hate your guts. And now she's cooking my dinner and thinks that women <laughs> should um, like, Awesome. Uh, Russ Prayer. Thanks for the show. Where are the odds? The government will try to criminalize refusing vaccination. I think high. It's a, that's a fair prediction, fair extrapolation based on the precedents being set right now. I don't see what the limiting principle would be. Yeah. Uh, Jacob returning to my previous super chat, the 14th amendment does not enforce the bill of rights on the States. The incorporation hmm. interpretation began in 1925. More info on the general channel of the Discord. Okay, yeah, maybe I need to check this out because I'm not an expert on how that came to be. So it must have been court interpretation that assigned it rather than explicit textual um, direction. So that's that's probably fair. Esoterica Unbound. A reward for my kids since they've been spared having to play a board game with their folks because dad's program is on. (laughs) Today, I let my 16-year-old cut my hair. This BS needs to end now. (laughs) That's the line, man. I did see a lot of people in the live chat say that, like, I just want a haircut. (laughs) Um, Mike Bob, women are screeching for closing down businesses for two reasons. One, any decent business was started by a man, so they don't care. (laughs) Two, they know it will fall to the men in their lives to look after them. Um, Hmm. I agree with that. I'm pretty brazen about uh, being a shit stir because I know my husband will protect me if things get really hard. Hmm. Oof. Uh, over on Streamlabs, uh, Kim says, fellow Pennsylvania listeners, in case you haven't already heard, there is an anti-quarantine protest tomorrow in the Harrisburg uh, at the Harrisburg Capitol starting really? at noon. Well, I hope it works out well. Good luck. Thanks. Redicus says, uh, what is de Blasio's address? Because I think I see a problem because no one person is that stupid. And where is my boogaloo sounder? Because if anything deserves it, it is the turning of Americans against each other. I did not. I'll set a note for myself. I need the Ben Shapiro. Uh, Is this how you want the boogaloo? Because it's how you get the boogaloo from (laughs) from Freedom Tunes. 
It's a great. You said that's how you get the Boogaloo gang. I think. Uh, uh, yes, you're right. And um, and yeah, as a reminder, do not text dick pics to Bill De Blasio. That's just that's uncalled for. Phil says you will never guess what. <laughs> Phil, come on, man. You're you're putting me in. Like you're putting me in a tough spot. I can't, I have to disavow. Observations, Phil. Observations. We don't read anything about the Holocaust or blonde's <laughs> pubic maintenance. That's, that's by the way, fair. one of those is coming up. Don't read it. Okay, it, on stream. Oh, on Super Chat or Streamlabs? On Streamlabs, I think. Oh, you already have it open. No, because uh, someone Shanique was stunning it. and brave. Put it in gotcha. Super Chat, and then I think she also put it in Streamlabs because that's what she did last week. So I see. Ox says, "Can I get a wiki wiki?" Thank you, Phil. Yeah do what I can. Uh, can I get a wiki wiki? Have some of my Corona box. The rest is going to a, the, uh, my first AR 15. Well, congratulations. Nice. Enjoy. Uh, Phil says once again, America is not a nation. It is a collection of competing tribes. There is an American nation, but having a passport doesn't make a person American any more than being born in a barn makes one a horse. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I don't disagree. I mean, I'm st- I'm still going to defend the idea that America is is a set of ideas and values as opposed to a bloodline. That that is my position, but you know, people can disagree with that if they want. As you shift your eyes, okay. Xander says, "Real cute, that's cute." Well, I, the, <laughs> I and I know we've gone back and forth about this. In in my reading, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the founding documents are about values and ideas. Now, there are some people who push back on that with some specific clauses and mm, a three-fifths compromise and the rest of that sort of stuff. I agree it's not cut and dry, but I think that at its core, it's the idea that all men were created equal. The question is, what was meant by men? <laughs> Interpret it for yourself. Uh, Xander says, I don't know why, but you look good today, Matt. And yes, I mean, in a very gay way. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you kindly. Take that all I can get. Oh, should I do some? Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up on Streamlabs. Uh, Darlene Cates, I have multiple medical acquaintances in Arizona and Texas that have been laid off. Who've been laid off? Um, mm. Are some facilities overrun? Yes. The majority? No. It's time to open the economy and shut down the mainstream media. Stop the fear mongering. Here, here. Thank you, you, Darlene. Renew my faith in boomers, Darlene. Mm. Also, I love you, Mom and Dad. Uh, Mark G, Guy, Gee. I miss the old super cynical spicy blonde. Rona <laughs> brought her back. It's um, true. It has really been a very positive force in my life. Oddly enough. Yeah. Really put my health anxiety in perspective. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. Um, Mike Bob, hospitals are predicted to soon have to deal with a major epidemic of enlarged clitoris syndrome from all the Karens <laughs> rubbing themselves furiously while yelling at people to, oh my God, social distance read. <laughs> God. That was disgusting. I that's can't a good one, I though. That. I like that one. Uh, Daddy Deep Dick. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> Great name. Just That's got okay. fired from a crappy truck stop for taking one sick day. I figured I'd celebrate with a Corona beer and catching my two favorite bundles of sticks. I live sparsely populated <laughs> Wyoming. Thank you, sir. I've never, yeah, I've never drank uh, more Corona beer than I do now. I'm <laughs> fired for taking one day off though. That's, that's, that's pretty absurd. harsh. Who are they going to hire in, in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming? Who are they bringing in? Mexicans. I, I wonder. Inter- well, good luck, man. And um, thanks for supporting the show. Thank you so much. Uh, Mark Duquesne. Due to the inability to properly track movement due to local government policy, all sanctuary cities, counties, or states need to be legally quarantined at any caught leaving, put in camps, or deported. What? 
You should have disavowed. Uh, Metal Man. For centuries, the idea was women and children first. Now it's that 84-year-old man might die quick, sacrifice the kid's future. Uh, the kid's future. Mm. Nah, fool, let's do like those old Japanese did when Fukushima happened. <laughs> Yikes. That is interesting. It's an interesting way to phrase it. Kind of thinking of the Titanic context on that one. Yeah, it's it's a countrywide triage. Uh, Richard Enormous, check the Drinking Bros podcast. They make great daily content to supplement this podcast. Cool. Hmm. I'm not aware of it. Uh, send me a link in an email. Check it out. Thank you. Um, Redwall, 1521. Just like how there are estimates for deaths due to the virus, there are also estimates for suicides and deaths related to financial instability. My liberal peers completely ignore these numbers. Yeah. It's, it would be really hard to estimate that. Well, if expert projections in one area are fair, they have to be fair in the other direction. Yeah. I mean, it's way easier to quantify coronavirus deaths, and they're fucking that up left, right, and sideways. Well, yeah, I think the question is, to what degree is that intentional? Uh, what, what forces To a high are, degree. Surely. I think it's fair speculation, yeah. Um, skeptical faith. Ending shutdown won't end this. How long before people are willing to go to the movies or sporting events with people who might have the virus? Um, I'm willing. I'm going to do my part. I, I, seriously speaking, I'm going to I'm going to go to all my favorite restaurants. I'm going to go. Maybe I'll go see some mediocre movies I would never otherwise go see. I'll go. I'll I'll make an effort to go buy something at that local store instead of buying it on Amazon like I yep. otherwise might. I t- I seriously take my civic duty in improving my community that I think has just been wrecked. And I, I want to. I want to go stroll downtown Bozeman and spend a few bucks at places I otherwise might not. And uh, be super nice to your neighbors, the ones that are nice to you. Um, skeptical faith. In, oh, I just read that one. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. What is our um, stream? Case? Something froze for me. We might have a froze. Hold on. Stand by. I'm still getting live chats coming normally. Uh, are we back? Yeah, I think we're back. Remember that like a couple weeks ago or a month ago, maybe on the call-in show where like the, the thing just kept failing and we had to reboot the stream several times. I think it just did that. Oh. But it's we cool. should we should be good. And hopefully let us know in the chat when the stream resumes. Sorry for that. Uh, Technical difficulties. Back. All right. Cool. It was Sorry just a spew that. of racial slurs as soon as the as soon as the camera went up. <laughs> yeah. Um Anthony P. Blonde, you have to admit it, Battlestar Galactica is better than globalist TNG. Glenn Larson is is Mormon. Mm. Uh no. Darlene Cates, I don't think any congressperson should be getting a check as long as the economy is shut down, especially if they aren't in DC working on a solution. I like you, Darlene. Uh, ben Thanks, smith twenty four thousand per fridge matt snopes fact check pants on fire retail price is only twenty three thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> that's what i was laughing at to add uh context i think it's ten thousand or twelve thousand for the fridge and then for the freezer also it's the combo if i'm correct don't quote me on it red wall 1521 this just shows that people with nothing to do go out to protest just like how when we had normal lives it was the leftists who protested also enjoy my corona bucks received my check last week thank you so much yeah, it's kind of interesting uh, you had Gretchen Whitmer saying like well you know if these it, maybe the the curve would would flatten and we wouldn't have to have these lockdowns anymore if they'd stop protesting and it's like well they wouldn't be able to protest if you didn't ban their jobs they'd have a place to be if you yeah. didn't ban their jobs yeah Metal Man, uh, to clarify my last super chat, I'm not saying round up old people and carry COVID-19 bodies to the grave. I'm saying let's try to build a culture of sacrificing to give the next generation the best future. And that's exactly what I'm saying, too. And I hope that when I'm old, you know, I'll do whatever I can to stay alive, but not at the expense of future generations. Right. And, And what does sacrifice mean? Like in this context, sacrifice means just, okay, you're you're vulnerable. 
We'll keep you quarantined. Right. Okay? We're not going to put you at risk. But the idea that you have to control all of society outside of your quarantine space, that that is a degree too far for me. So sacrifice doesn't mean like, okay, grandma, go die now. It's like, well, let's take precautions appropriate for grandma. Everybody else go about your daily lives. Grandma will stay safe. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, JM, if a $2 trillion stimulus saved 200,000 lives, that's 10 million per life plus interest to infinity. (laughs) Every life has a value. Talk to an actuary. Nothing is free and the future was sold. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Hal Edwards. Sorry. Well, I, that is true. There are different ways of looking at that. Like as a, as a practical matter, uh, yes, from like an insurance perspective, um, every life does have a value. Or from a net worth sense, every life does have a value. And then people get mad because you acknowledge that financial or economic reality. That to me is not the same thing as saying like someone's life is more valuable than someone else's, those sorts of things. I think every life has the same right to continue, the same right to life. But that doesn't mean that everybody earns the same or achieves the same or does the same thing with their lives. It is and that's, patently retarded to act like the life of a very old person is worth the same or more than the life of a, a child. That, that's fucking crazy. Insofar as they both have a right to continue without, con, without violating the I'm rights of I'm not talking yeah. about cacking grandma yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about displacing healthcare for the young for healthcare for the old that probably only have six months to live anyway. Yeah. That, that, that's the sort of controlling other people type, uh, thing that we're talking about or, or manipulating other people. Uh, Hal Edward says I'm puzzled how one person can disperse. Yeah. yeah good question. Uh, immediately says, uh, blonde. I love you, but disagree about pitying gropey Joe. He knew what he was getting into with this. He deserves everything coming to his demented race baiting ass. Corn pop deserves brutal justice. I don't know. I mean, ironically, I have a lot of sympathy for people at the end of their lives. I know juxtaposed with like what I was just saying. Uh, This might seem highly hypocritical, but I don't want to watch a man, a man's descent into dementia be heavily documented in the mainstream media for, you know, uh, for the rest of, for his legacy it's i i just i don't want to watch this how empathetic of you maybe it's because i don't want to watch this though (laughs) jonathan ferrier um for posterity that's what i was looking okay the dna differences between coronavirus are akin to the difference between humans and dogs if the tests are done right they can detect a difference coronaviruses look similar but they function differently Ah, okay okay this is seventy thousand dollars of some currency some some foreign currency. I am not. I don't know how much me. money this is, but who knows? Thank you, Jason. Uh, Jason Minard. Probably keep it not up. seventy thousand dollars. I would. Why didn't would you guess. give us seventy thousand dollars, Jason? <laughs> uh, keep it up. We need your voices to drown out the idiots screaming nonsense every oh, well, day. Well, well, thank trying. you. Much appreciated. Oh, we got a lot. You want to take some of these? Yeah, Kyle Schneider. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Well. In the interest of time, we'll, I guess we'll have to keep it moving. I've been trying to condense the show a little bit more so we're not creeping on three hours. But, you know, we've we got to do what we got to do. And thanks for supporting the show, guys. Uh, Polaris says, 589, they have to fill the skate park. They had to fill the skate park with sand. Do you expect liberals to build a wall? Yeah, fair point. Good question. <laughs> uh, JV dude had corona uh, or had conv had conversations with friends about my concern on people giving up rights to the government with the pandemic. They said it's for the greater good. Luckily I have booze to help uh, me forget those conversations. It's always for the greater goods. It, it always is 
oh no, th- you're giving up rights for the greater bad. You're giving yeah. up rights to harm people. That's never the way it's framed. Dark Sid uh, 007 says, as to the ventilators, old people get them because young people think they are still entitled to beaches and parks. I, I mean, I can't really agree with that. I don't, I don't necessarily agree that people on the beach or at the park socially distancing as guidelines uh, advise is necessarily translating to old people getting ventilators. And by the way, if the old people who are getting ventilators are afraid of the beaches and the parks, stay away from the beaches and the parks, stay home, and stay quarantined. And don't let over, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank, uh, thank you for the show. Derek Finley uh, says... Thank you for the support for the show. 311692. Send your chode to 311... Don't do that. That's 311692. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Don't send your chode. Yeah, don't send any chode no to 311692. Big Ben Howard, I was at my last Democratic meeting and they were crying about how those who want their freedom are endangering us all and need to be locked up. It occurred to me that they were all whammon. Slowly, I'm starting to agree with Blonde. Yeah, but then but then there's Karen Nome. Wait, what's her name? Christine. Not Karen. Christine, Christine Nome. <laughs> It'd be great if her name was Karen, though. I know. The anti-Karen. Um, for every 100 Michigan governor's name insert. I can't remember her name. Either. Gretchen Whitmer. For every Gretchen Whitmer, 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 late in the day. Uh, for every 50 of her, there's probably one Christy Nome, right? And that might be a high estimate. And that might be high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JK, it's insane here in California. We have LA and San Diego along with the most of the San, most of the San Francisco Bay area on house arrest, everything closed. At the same time, the entire San Joaquin Valley is almost business as usual. 911 mm. all day. Well, hopefully they. I know uh, Eric Garcetti was saying they might not have big events in LA till 2021. I hope cooler heads prevail, but it's going to be a serious, serious destruction of the economy. The other thing we didn't even have time to get into tonight is Gavin Newsom announced $500 for every illegal in California. They're doing illegal Corona box since the feds didn't cover the illegals. You mean to round up every illegal? Nope, right? to give them a check. Oh. Who do you even send it to? <laughs> how do you have document i guess they already gave them driver's licenses or what did they do so you can't take like tranquilizer darts and then capture a bunch of illegals no. and get them in your truck and then get 500 dollars a piece for them no oh no it's not a bounty program no that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> seems like a real missed opportunity right <laughs> um nick la someone texted Bill de blasio regarding an alleged instance of a city government official visiting a public gym after that very yeah. official implemented a city-wide shutdown. he should have been snitched upon you're right oh geez buddha 23 fed i just found out a friend killed himself because he couldn't get a small business loan to keep his machine shop afloat. whoa yikes i'm sorry to hear that government mandated quarantine killed him rest in peace Saul. man i i've uh, that is that is insane um are but, they gonna count yeah, that as a corona death well again i don't that sort of thing i listen i'm terribly sorry to hear that i hope you know your friends your family that everybody's coping with that as well as they can uh my god uh, that's terrible anyway I'm sorry all the best man big lc matt and i once made love i really feel like this is not appropriate to follow that up with this uh, an awkward transition while we did the deed i took a picture of it and sent it to bill de blasio's hotline only to be told they couldn't take any action because it'd be homophobic <laughs> uh vv says blonde one is your dog dead unfortunately no and uh two are you accepting gifts from your baby for your baby 
Uh, I am not because the audience did a GoFundMe for, for my baby already. That's right. Yeah. Which is great because I can't have a baby shower now. So actually I ended up really, really appreciating it <laughs> well, much more that, than I thought. That's good to hear. Um, Matt, tell me a joke. Matt won't do it. I don't, I don't do, I don't, uh, I do what I want. I don't obey orders. Uh, Although maybe I should have, it's the second time. Maybe it was you who asked me last time and I didn't have one either. Uh, guess I'll have to put one in my back pocket. Uh, Pseudosign says Bob Belcher is a small business owner. I don't know the reference. Should I know that? Do I? Probably. Okay. We probably should know this, right? Um, Jamie Clay, the super chat. Oh, Bob's hate- Burgers. Yeah, I hate that show. Why? I like it. I, I can't stand that show, but that's just my own taste. Oh, I think it's cute. Uh, Jamie Clay, the super chat paid for with Corona bucks. Wait, <laughs> Thank Corona you. Corona bucks. All this Corona mania is like taking the global warming frenzy and cranking it to 11 black pills in hand, ready to boogaloo packing for North Idaho. <laughs> well, you are welcome. Good luck. Fat hooligan. I refuse to be intimidated by media, fear porn and authoritarian state officials. I'm still living my life and having a great time. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Good for, good you. for you. And thanks for supporting the show. Nick LA. I work in the Santa Clara co 911 EMS system. Call volume has been so low. That they're removing units from the schedule and sending people My home God. early. The curve has been more than flattened here. Yeah. The curve was in January or December. That, yeah. That's what the evidence may suggest. Um, Andrew says they don't want to go back to work. They want their workers to go back to the work to work. Yes. You idiot. This entire <laughs> pandemic BS is the perfect example of let them eat cake. The boog is close friends. Yeah. It, it, nobody wants to force them to go back to work. You want to put them to work at the wages they were previously earning. And if right. they don't agree to that, they're free to leave and pursue their own livelihood somewhere yeah. else. Cause <sighs> America. Yeah. God. Max Strand age old <sighs> question. If a man yells the N word in the forest, is he still racist? Yeah, that's a fair question. Uh, If Kyle Larson does, it is, and his career has to be ruined. Do you want to take some over so I can recline? Yeah, uh, spy v. spy, thank you. Remember, do not send disapproving messages and pictures to Bill de Blasio at 311692. Once again, do not send that sort of message to 311692, and don't do it right now. Jay, Jay, thanks for supporting the show, Jay. Mike Bob says... uh, Blonde and Matt, we want to preemptively disavow. Oh, you want to preemptively disavow this one. Hey, hey, chat, press F to deliver a present to China. I'm going to say that one. Show China, give China a gesture of our appreciation. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Jeff Schatz says, not a Democrat, but I'm worried Biden will break down on stage. Not a gaffe, but an actual breakdown, like crying like an old man with dementia can do when he's under pressure, keep him keeping him running is cruel. That something like that would be genuinely sad. I certainly would take no joy in seeing a site like that. That, that would be cruelty and just, ugh, just, just, just yuck all around. We'll see uh, red wall. 1521 watch designated survivor. The first couple episodes, the president had to federalize the Michigan national guard. And when that didn't work, he had the governor arrested for disobeying. I'm not familiar with what that is. So I guess I'll have to check it out. Uh, thank you. Third culture says, thank you both for creating this wonderful show. Keep them, keep the magic happening. Thanks for supporting it. Uh, Jason, our, 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 our big contributor from a foreign land, Jason Menard contributes a foreign currency again. Who knows? Uh, thanks for supporting the show. He says, I am Trump, not and, be niggardly. Trump and Gabbard 2020 winning ticket. It's just for fun says, let's see if police enforce the safety in mosques come Thursday. Yeah, Ramadan. Really. That's right. I forgot. We'll so we will, we'll see how this goes. 
Outage Monkey says, you're not being fair to Trump about the quarantine activities. He can't just tell the experts they are wrong politically. And he's done an amazing job of pushing for a quick end to this. I still love the spicy takes. I'm trying to be as fair with Trump as possible. And mostly my criticisms of him are about some communication things rather than like tangible things he's actually done. I'm really jazzed about this World Health Organization thing. Overall, I would grade him pretty high. He's said some stuff I think is bullshit. But I would still, if I was going to give him a letter grade, I would give him like B plus territory. I, he was I really right from the beginning though. Like in the beginning, he's like, let's not overreact. This might just be like the flu. Yeah, and they're roasting him for that. No, I think that that was the the right take. I wish he would have stuck to his guns. Oh man, you're going to piss people off now. Don't say it's just the flu, bro. I mean that that's a meme that I can get behind. It's going to end up being just like the flu, bro. Well, we need a lot of presumed bodies to get the count up there. This is from Nope Nope. Can we postpone repealing the 19th un- at, until after a South Dakota governor runs for president? I'd vote for her. Words oh, I've never stated yeah, before in my life. I'd, I'd vote, vote for her over most men I hear speak on this issue. She said things that people did not have the courage to say. Yeah. Standing up for fundamental American principles that were thrown under the bus because we all got scared. Good for her. A huge admiration for that lady. Son of the wolf. Um, so South Dakota's governor is pretty hot. I bet she could suck the chrome off a trailer hitch. <laughs> that was, uh, is whew. that a phrase? I don't know. That's uh, that's a pretty good one. Uh, My parents watch this, you sick pervs. Uh, <laughs> Truculent Phillips. Hey, guys, I wish I could send more. Oh, thank you so much here in michigan whitmer is already trying to claim her aggressive measures or why the curve's flattening though it's already starting to starting to flatten that's why of course it's because you couldn't motorboat that's why thanks for supporting Um, the show man tim joyal says dyslexics untie (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, uh that's a good joke someone asked for a joke That's a joke. That's a good dad joke right there. Truculent Phillips again. And Blonde, I agree with you. Honestly speaking, those most at risk are already out of the workforce. Why can't we balance protection for people both physically and economically? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, Travis Hammer says, where is Kevin Flanagan? His wisdom and strength is much needed in these dark times. I don't know. And Shanique was stunning and brave. I'm not reading that because gross. Uh, blippity blue. <laughs> Can someone get me a goddamn list of words we can't send on Super Chat? Wanted to send another message, but YouTube won't let me. I don't know. There's no con- There's no consistency. There's only one woman who can answer that question for you, and I don't know how to get her attention. Did you play that, yeah. Sounder? It was a real opportunity to play that. I did. Did you not hear it? Maybe it didn't. No, no. Oh, okay. Never mind. Freddie Sauce, uh, the longer this goes on, the more I'm convinced Democrats are obstructing to purposely hurt the economy so much that people demand socialism to save them. Same as with medicine and Obama. Could be. I'm totally getting real tinfoily about this. Um, like my antlers, Idaho is being flooded with out of towners. I can't enjoy my local resources because of this reason. I never have, but turning people in is tempting at this point. Social hmm. distance in your own County. <laughs> I wonder Snitch if he's on by, Californians. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll get with that idea. I wonder if he's by sun Valley. Cause I bet a lot of people, if are you see a California it. plate snitch to the local, all right, really. maybe, Maybe. And then fill the car with bullet holes. Jeez. <laughs> uh, okay, Teddy. that's that's. I'm just that's, joking. That's... I am technically a Californian that moved to Idaho, so. Ah. Technically. And a Seattleite. Ugh. I should kill myself. Teddy S says, "Hey guys, this is my first ever super chat, and I just wanted to say congrats to Blonde on the baby. My wife and I had ours in December, and they're a handful, but the best thing I've ever done. Thank you. Well, so congratulations." Much. I'm at this point where I'm like, get this baby Thanks for out supporting of me. the show. Do you want to take over some of these? Yeah. Uh, Grimsherd says, great show, Matt and Blonde. Look up forest bathing to boost your immune system. It's uh, just a walk in the woods. Matt, the hero uh, 
suffering Corona tall boys every week. You know, I'm kind of warming up to it. I actually kind of enjoy it. Minnesota here, lockdown isn't much. Uh, people just passive aggressive eye each other. <laughs> that sounds about right. If, but when um, when the Minnesota nice has worn off and people actually start getting aggressive, then you know it's bad. Uh, Freddie Sauce also says, "How much uh, you bet? How much will you bet that the DNC dumps Biden at the Zoom convention and then Hillary cl- crawls back into the peep?" Why did I read this as peephole? Crawls back out of her hole and save uh, saves the party or something like that. No way they'll ride Biden to the finish. I think it's perfectly fine to speculate about whether Biden makes it or not. Uh, that's a long way off. We're more than six months out from the general election. Um, Human Shrug says, White House petition, we call for investigations into the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for medical malpractice and crimes against humanity. Uh, Bill, Bill has our best interest in mind. Follow everything Bill says. He's a, he's got the right ideas for you and your family. That's all I know. Uh, Jeremy Matiazzo says, thanks for the sanity safe space. Wishing you and your family happiness and good health. Well, thank you for supporting the show. Jim Keats says, um, here's some of my socialist Trump bucks. Love the show. And the 1776 t-shirt like my Telvahala COVID-19, um, we fought C-19 together from a distance. That's a great shirt. Uh, I own I own the T-shirt, but nothing in the company. Hall is very cool, too. Yeah, I got this one from 1776. It's the come and take it toilet paper shirt, which I <laughs> thought was appropriate. Bill, uh, our friend Bill, says, uh, starting week six of lockdown here in West Virginia, our billionaire governor isn't issuing strict limitations like our neighbors. Every, elsewhere, I wonder how long until people start showing up armed to these capitals. They already are. A lot of them are already armed. The ones in Idaho I saw were armed. Uh, New Hampshire, I think, was armed. So it's happening, where it's legal, at least. Big LC, I will send you a $100 super chat on Wednesday if you read Tua's, Tua's chat, Tua's chat, the one that you banned. Uh, I don't, we'll don't want to read it. Will you read it? We'll have to consider. Uh, that's, a, that's a tempting offer. I'm not uh, reading it. I'm We'll, we'll, we'll circle back Wednesday, Big LC. Thank you for supporting the show. I don't want to set that precedent, though. I don't want to set that precedent where it's like, we'll read totally outrageous things. For I mean, we already basically do that, but... How is that any... I don't. I also don't think it's fair. unethical than what we are. Well, I don't do. think it's fair to 2A either, who posted it. That is to say, well, we weren't going to read it when you sent it, but because some other guy put up more money, now we're going to. This I don't is think how people fair. like slowly drift into prostitution. Like, yeah, I don't think that's first. Fair. You're just you're just dating a guy that gets you nice gifts, and then you and then you're you're walking the streets. It's just, <laughs> cervix a lot. That's what we've done. <laughs> Not cervix a lot, but cervix a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, no. Mike Newman says, just just me, or does anyone else want to chop President my boss's head off when he says we are spreading misinformation? Disavow. But yes, I was frustrated with uh, President my boss and his commentary. Disturbed 2K7. Hey, Epic Times and Stefan Molyneux uh, put up some videos on the ping pong virus. <laughs> some good nightmare fuel. Also, the floor is lava game has evolved into the floor is kung flu. Love you guys. Well, thank you. I'll check it out. Uh, outsourced Freedom says California to South Dakota transplant grew up in San Diego. Very proud of my governor. This crisis shows that the left ignores the constitution and probably already always will. Yeah. A a big fan. And South Dakota suddenly looks um, a lot better. Uh, Not that it ever looked bad, but I, she really impressed me. I appreciate, uh, appreciate that governor. Uh, Sock puppet. Joe says Bernie cares more about his Senate seat than his revolution. He doesn't want to be a Ralph Nader and keep his appointments. Uh, Yeah. Probably true. Mm, uh, there's Freddy's... been a mass shooting in Canada. I heard about that. Yeah. Any, 17 any... dead in Nova Scotia. That's all. Oh, I wow. Know. Okay. Um, wow. That's terrible to hear. Uh, 
all the best there if you're if you're from that part of Canada. Freddie Sauce says breaking news: armed protesters remained peaceful outside of Michigan Capitol in defiance of social distancing orders. Breaking news: police are like, nah, we're cool, we'll leave them alone. Glad to see they didn't intervene. That's nice. Um, Metal Man says, I know a certain German politician who is very empathetic to his people's cough. Yeah. Uh, Skeptical Faith. Obama says, Joe Biden has touched us all. Did he actually say that? And I didn't catch that. Oh, God. Maybe he didn't. Uh, That's Jason Morton. Um, Hey, guys, just wanted to send some love. Last week, I had to go dig for the show instead of it just popping up. I need to start watching on another platform. Yeah. Before there's another purge. That was very strange. We heard this week. It hasn't seemed to have happened in that way. Mm. Um, Hal Edwards rumors are Bernie is meeting with Joe to promote Medicare for all and Sandberg's other BS policies for Joe's platform. Interesting. Mm. That makes sense. Nope. Nope. Regarding Chris Cuomo bicyclist Cuomo was not in his front yard. He was a different property that he owned elsewhere in the Hamptons while he was claiming to be in quarantine per multiple CNN reports. I don't doubt it. So he wasn't, he was at a different property that he owned. So he was technically in his front yard. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, Cuddy says Jill Biden is a manipulative C word. It took me several tries to get this through. I got there, Wiki Wiki. I'm proud of you for getting past her. Thank Mike you, Newman. Uh, can I say Matt is a snow nicker? Thank with you for two K's enunciating. I don't know. I don't know if you can say that. Uh, probably not. Uh, Figget Tree also Cuomo claimed to have COVID at the time. He said he wouldn't be leaving his basement for a few weeks, but he and his wife were out on Eastern Sunday with another family. No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not defending him, you know, but uh, it is interesting to see this cognitive dissonance with mm. him. Yeah. I, I, that's the other angle on this that I forgot. Did he have an order to stay put that he violated? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'd be curious about that. Trent Shepard. No note. Uh, Mike Newman pay-per-view blondes delivery. Oh, good grief. Sean McKay, record gun sales and no mass shootings minus the one in Canada. How much do you want to bet that gets buried because it doesn't fit the more guns equals more deaths? Yeah, you won't hear a damn thing about it. Well, we're not really hearing about anything, are we? Um, It's just for fun. Other than obey and stay sheltered. Exactly, yeah. Cheesehead here. High school called the police on a student that recovered from corona for posting an Instagram pic about it. Hmm. Yay, freedom. Interesting. Danny Montana. Improve yourself and the community spread around around you. It will bring you joy. Hail to the black sun. Hail to the real society and HV. I don't know what any of that means, but. I don't know. Oh, this is the commandant guy. Okay. Oh, what's up? Josh Owens. First time on the live chat. Um, love the show. Currently laid off and watching with my wife and two month old son. Here's some Corona bucks. Keep up the great work. Thank you so oh, much. Well, thanks. And, and best of, of luck getting back on track. Thank you for supporting the show. And, and, um, and uh, hopefully tough times are, are short. Oh, um, I'm going to reload. Can you? Uh, yeah. Uh, Brendan McWalters says, how do we get the uh, legislature to handle the First Amendment issues in the quarantine instead of the courts? I fear the courts would tend toward allowing governments to rely on medical authority. Well, that's interesting. Um, I would say that you got to lobby your legislator. And to the extent that these are state issues, that's a good thing because you can actually get in touch with your state legislative representatives and or senators much easier than you can with your, your federal reps and senators. So Ooh, give I them just a call. said a bunch of Nazi stuff. I was going to say that one, <laughs> that one was, uh, it seemed like a trick. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was saying. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yes. Yeah. You've been duped. Disavow. Disavow. Danny Montana. <sighs> Bethany W says, I'm meeting up with another female listener of the show tomorrow. 
to to Maine, to go to Maine's protest, liberate Maine. Well, that's great to hear and send us pictures and good luck. Darlene Cates, uh, Darlene says uh, protest today and tomorrow in Phoenix. Excellent. Uh, love to see how that one goes too. Nate Perry says blonde. My wife is due on the 3rd of July or no, with our third on July 21st in Florida, DeSantis, um, plus DeSantis minus gay cokehead. Oh, he's referencing Gillum. Is this your first? Uh, yes, it is, but I'll allow you to answer. Um, good luck question. How do you think that a president Clinton would have handled this situation? National stay at home army enforcement. Yeah, it would have been, I think everything would have been nationalized. Yeah. Everything would have been handled with much more top-down authority. Oh. Mike Newman saw a Washington Post story that said if Biden would pick Michelle Obama his VP as his VP, he could win. I kind of enjoy seeing this. I would definitely vote for Trump. How do you think that would play out? I think that would be a huge asset to him personally. Not that I endorse it, but I think that Michelle Obama is a candidate that energizes left voters probably more than a lot of other options. Yeah. Certainly much more than Amy Klobuchar or Elizabeth Warren or someone She's like that. I don't know. measured, though, and safe. Hmm. A. Denigan says, Matt, if you're interested in C.S. Lewis, two of my books or two of my favorite books were written by him. The Screwtape Letters and Mere Christianity. Neither are very long, but they're both outstanding. Mere Christianity I have as, as an audio book. And I've been saying I'm going to use my quarantine time to listen to it. And admittedly, I've not lived up to that promise. So one of these days I'm doing it. Freddie Sauce says last one, China screwed up. They cut safety corners and forgot safety entirely when it got out they tried to blame the wet market to cover up their incompetence now or they can't admit that they suck there's probably some truth to that i would think well, who was uh, left when you read sorry uh freddy sauce are we all caught up uh no um darling right. kate's everyone needs to watch the documentary done by epic times puts all the studies i've been researching on covid19 in order with explanation of what they mean facebook has labeled it fake news if that tells you anything hmm. bridge burner 77 blonde thank you for making more white babies <laughs> What? I am pregnant with a white baby. That is true. They're I racist. Doesn't matter. Says enjoying our month old engagement. Shell bell. And I would like to know when is a good day to, to get married and given the circumstances, should we elope mm. skag? That's a skag question. I mean, my, my wedding is scheduled for October and everybody's telling us that's fine. So I would think that late summer fall, if you're just planning it now, you're probably not going to get into a lot of places on that notice anyway. So you're probably fine. If you wait till late summer, fall, even winter or next spring should be just fine. Nobody's giving us a hard time for trying to book stuff for October right now. Oh, really? No. Um, Shanique was stunning and brave blonde. I used to think women were better at certain things than men too, but then Matt and I made love and he gave me the best beat. Come on. Bravo, Victor. When <laughs> an you. elder in a certain tribe in Ecuador decides they're no longer beneficial to the tribe, they have a non-family member take them into the forest for the spear walk. It's an honor to be on each end of the wow. spear. Okay, I'm uh, not advocating for that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, a life well lived is a is a life well lived. Hmm. Uh, Sarah Knower, Knower, Sarah Knower. First time donate, but I've been listening for about two years. What do you guys think about people working? making less than people on unemployment during this time. I, I mean, know some people where that's true. They're making more on unemployment sure. than they were previously, which is a, a sick incentive. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, it uh, sucks. That's, terrible. that's the answer. Yeah. It sucks. And we should not structure it that way. I'm not saying that we don't repair this damage. Uh, but I am saying that we shouldn't incentivize people not to work. That's, that's a broken incentive system. Um, Jay case as physicians were taught to isolate the at risk and quarantine the sick today, we suddenly have decided to isolate the well and quarantine the children, ruin their future, and I come home pissed. 
Yeah, it does seem like a weird uh, yeah. reversal. A big donation from Saint. Thank you. Here, use this to keep this quarantine classy. Beans. I am not going to be niggardly. Thank you. Uh, Mike Newman, new show, Blonde, the Illegal Hunter. <laughs> I didn't say Tune kill in. them. I said tranquilizer darts. Yeah. And round them up and then make them appear to be less intoxicated so they can collect their $500 and then take their $500 and call ICE. All right. You want to do a few? Uh, yeah. Spy, spy v. Spy. Or no, uh, Mike Newman also says, Matt, the joke equals Biden 2020. Fair point. That's that's a joke in and of itself. Spy v. Spy, South Dakota's governor is pretty hot. Wait, this is the same. Oh, I bet she, this is a different one. I bet she could suck a golf ball through a mile of garden hose. All right, fair enough. Don't disrespect her that way. She's a fine lady of upstanding, uh, of upstanding values. She's a family lady. Kim Patsu says, what do you think the odds are that M- Michael Obama will end up being Biden's running, running mate? If he comes out as Michael Robinson to do this, that'll be excellent. Um, we'll see. Uh, Gabe the Dizzle, although Biden said it would be a female, so that eliminates Michael Robinson. Yeah. Why is it? All right, I had never mind. I had a dun 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 queued up and it didn't play. Whatever, it's whatever. Technical difficulties. Gabe the Dizzle, California gives illegals licenses. Washington and Oregon automatically register people to vote when they get their license. No citizenship checks when they go in for a license. That's outrageous. Okay. Uh, Esoterica Unbound. This nonsense is not really because we care that much about keeping eighty somethings alive for another year. It's because no millennials have the balls to tell the the Karens. Now running the world to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think I don't know. Lot... I'm seeing a lot of boomer women run their mouths too. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of truth in what in what they're saying. It's like we just we've lost the balls to stick up for the principles that matter for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know. Decades of conditioning. Cody mm. Sanders says for blonde's baby. Thank you so much. Uh, two A Matt in the show. I'm lubed up and ready to go. Two A <laughs> is the disgusting. The, the original the poster. Original, yeah. Yeah. Matthew Sturgis. My journey from Dem to Libertarian is basically complete. Crazy to see how far these idiots are going. I'd feel bad for Uncle Touchy, but the ego driven douche doubled down on kids on his lap. Blonde looking crazy. <laughs> thank you. Let me reload. All right. Uh, thank you guys for supporting over on D Live. Um, let's see. Uh, Phil, on the issue that we talked about earlier, he says, for us and our posterity, doesn't include infinity Mexicans, Indians, Africa. Okay. Uh, America for everyone is America for no one selling out our descendants future because we want a temporary GDP bump is ridiculously short-sighted. I mean, I can agree with that concept. Um, I don't think that, that believing that America is a set of ideas means that anybody and everybody has to be able to come in. Um, I, I just don't know that I believe that it's a blood, that our country is based on a bloodline. I think it's actually explicitly opposed to that. sort. Of I thing. think it's a component I well, I think the founders me, also he, anticipated it was a component as well. He he sent me some textual reference. Send me some textual reference in the founding documents. I'm open to it. I'm not so, I'm not digging my heels in. But I need I need some some evidence that that was a that that was vital and or prioritized over the ideological priorities that were articulated. Candy Max says, uh, our resident uh, respiratory therapist in Florida, re- uh, resenting taking care of 80-year-olds on ventilators while the rest of the hospital is closed should be end-of-life care, but no, we can't have that. Maybe now I'm ill-willed about our economy being effed. Well, thank you, Candy Mac, and thank you for doing uh, what you're doing. Of course, I appreciate hearing your thoughts as someone who's having direct experiences with this sort of thing. And it is interesting, too. Another healthcare worker who 
doesn't necessarily agree with everything that um, that she's being told. At least I think I, I don't want to misgender. I believe she, right? <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, you're lumped in with uh, you're, you. You universally oppose all those conservative Nazis out protesting. That's what we're told on MSNBC. All right, we're all uh, we're all caught up. We have one more high... on um, on super chat. Mike Newman right. says, "Thanks, blonde, for white babies, Matt, nine millimeter carbine or AR-15 for the end time battles." Uh, well, you can get, you could, you can make a nine millimeter AR, uh, carbine if you want. Um, I'm a big fan of, of pistol caliber carbines. My favorite, if I could pick one general purpose firearm in my collection, it's my CZ Scorpion, to be honest. Obviously I wouldn't carry it, but if I had one gun to defend my life and property, uh, I think it's a great, uh, compact package. That's basically a, a, a do all type gun. So if you want to build, if you want to build one, you could build an AR pattern, uh, pistol caliber carbine, uh, carb carbine. I'm on team carbine. Uh, I like saying carbine instead of carbine, but a lot of people say carbine. Anyway, I, at this point, I'm I'm babbling like Joe Biden. It's that point in the show, so it's time to get out of here. Uh, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us and spending your quarantine time with us. And um, and uh, if you're looking for more to listen to. Because, you know, you can't get enough of three hours of this show, which, despite my best efforts, keeps happening. <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you're looking for more, uh, check out the uh, the podcast audio platforms. we got extra material up there, including the call-in show. we got other interviews and stuff you might not find on YouTube. Links in the description and on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. Uh, you can send us an email as well as we get another another belly view send us an email at beauty and the beta at gmail.com other than that uh of course we'll be back each and every sunday as we always are we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it's beauty and the beta have a great night guys hopefully uh, better news each and every week has had a little bit of better news so i'm not going to be blackpilled optimism for this week things are going to pick up have a good week <laughs> bye guys